Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hello. 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 Hi. You guys. Guys, I've had a lot of caffeine. This is very, very exciting. And no sleep. And no sleep. No sleep and caffeine. The winning combination. It is a winning combination. You know what else is a winning combination? Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish, for y'all that don't know, she's a stand-up comedian. She's hilarious. And an actor. Season two of Tiffany's show, The After Party, is out now on Apple TV+. Plus. She's just so talented, such an amazing human. We had so much fun talking to her, and we'd like to let you all in on it. So, here's Tiffany. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside. To join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death because people die. Thank you for coming and we're so excited to talk to you yeah. and get to know you yeah. more. And like we said, just, you know, locals, which is always such a cool thing. Yeah. There's so few of us. So right? few. Yeah. Yeah. But you still live where you, you grew I up. I still live where I grew up. Well, I'm like adjacent. Yeah. Because like, I grew up kind of like everywhere mm -hmm. in Southern California area. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the way from Colton to Inglewood to... You know, being bussed out to school in Woodland Hills, living in the on the east side for a little bit. So, you know, kind of everywhere. But my grandma's house is I consider my base. Yeah. So 54th and Western, Aww. South Central Los Angeles. And I live about three or four miles from there. Yeah. And is she still there? No, she's dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's, sorry. Dead. she's dead. Oh, she's, oh, wait, she's, she's at Forest Lawn. She's oh. at Forest Lawn. That's the place to be, though. Yeah. That's the place yeah. to it be. It is. Oh, your grandma. Yeah. Okay. So, you, yeah, you lived with your grandma. Yeah, I lived early. with her and, yeah, but a variety of people. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a cast of characters, huh? <laughs> There's a cast of people that raised this haddish. Dude. <laughs> that uh, contributed well and did not contribute so well. Oh, you know? Yeah. So it is what it is. It is. Mm -hmm. But it makes you, right? Yeah, it gives you the personality. I'm able to uh, move in any kind of group setting. Yep. Shape oh, shift. you can code switch. Uh, I don't even code switch anymore. I just, <laughs> you just, I'm just, I just be move. me. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. just be me. Uh, <laughs> I might be more quiet, more loud. Just depends on the environment. Right? <laughs> yeah. But that's crazy. It gives you so much exposure and everything, you know, growing up and you just kind of fit in everywhere. And I know you leaned on comedy a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And like... You're, what gave you that so idea? so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd I get that idea from? It's a universal language, dance and laughter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, you know, and I know a lot of people say it can be a coping mechanism, but not everybody's funny, you know? No. I feel like some people would like to cope with comedy, but they just can't do it because they're not funny. I feel like everybody is funny to somebody, even people mm. that are... You I think, think so? That, I think every human <laughs> being is funny to somebody. <laughs> I you think that. about it, think about it like the first person to make you laugh in your whole life, if you really think about it, is your mom. Mm. Every mother is hilarious. They're hilarious. They are hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. To yeah. a newborn. <laughs> 
to somebody brand new to this planet, you could be the funniest thing on earth. Okay? You are God. You can scare them. You can make them laugh. They can love you. They can hate. It's all about how you treat them. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a hysterically laughing newborn and that in itself is pretty funny. But it's, it, it is but funny. It, yeah, it is funny, but it's true. That's your first exposure, you know, mm-hmm. and we're moms. So we kinda, we're funny. Yeah, <laughs> you guys we're are hilarious. fucking hilarious, yeah. obviously. And but it it changes. It flips because then you're the mom and you're like, oh, I am everything to this person. You are God. It's but, until you teach them about God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or until they see you take a dump. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait a minute. What's wrong with you? You're not as perfect as I thought you were. (laughs) I try and remind my kids I am. (laughs) I'm like, you you didn't see that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But also, like, I find that as I get older, my mom gets funnier, but she doesn't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? She's being serious. Yeah. Right. You're like, why are you getting funnier? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Every human being is funny to somebody. I agree. They might not be funny to a room full of people that came for a comedy show. (laughs) But somebody in their life thinks they're hilarious. But that, so what you do, like stand-up, I think has to be the scariest. Like I think about that and I feel like that's the most vulnerable, you know, putting yourself out there and the intention is to make people laugh. You know, Mm -hmm. do you feel pressure doing that or it's just something natural to you and it's just who you are? Like you said, you bring yourself everywhere. Yeah. At first, I'm going to say the first couple of times I ever did it, I was I was scared, mm. right? But then I felt so safe in that fear. And, and I don't know if that's healthy or that. not, but I felt super fa- safe in it. I felt seen. Even if no one laughed, at least they were listening. Mm-hmm. Even if they weren't listening and they were talking amongst themselves, if something happens to me, I got a room full of witnesses. Even right. when there's three people in the room and I'm doing comedy for three people that showed up to the show. <laughs> like, I got three witnesses here and there's three other comedians over there. So I know that I'm safe. Right. You know, um, every human wants to be seen. Yep. And if you for sure want people to see you, get on stage. Right. Mm-hmm. They're going to see you. Mm-hmm. And especially make them pay you. Uh, <laughs> if they can pay you to if see they, you, that's, that's even, even better. better. That's even better. Now, in the beginning of the, my comedy career, was very hard to get paid sometimes, <laughs> and I was I felt so in love with the the process of getting on stage and sharing. I basically was sharing my thoughts and my feelings that I thought people wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't that good at first, but it was what I thought people wanted to hear. And when I started talking about what I wanted to hear, what felt mm-hmm. good for me, mm. then the evolution, you know, mm. the growth was like yeah. tremendous because people, there's always somebody that wants to hear what you think. Yes. Right. You just don't know where they at. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't know where they at. You, but when you start saying how you really feel about things and what you really believe um, and your true experiences, your tribe, your people will find you. They will come. Right. Yeah. But yeah. you got to speak your truth, though. I love that. Right. When you're doing it to get them to like you or to get the, them to laugh, you're missing the mark, right? Mm-hmm. When you're doing it as your truth, then people respond. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you operate in, in the, uh, I want everybody to like me, just like me. I'm going to make everybody laugh in this room. It's like, uh, you're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. You're going to miss because you're pushing too hard. Right. And everybody can tell. How do you feel, though, when, I mean, I've done a lot of theater and I know I'm always listening for the laugh, right? Mm -hmm. And if if one night you've got 
shit tons of laugh and it feels so good. And then the next night you don't, how do you deal with that? Do you take it personally or do you learn from it? What do you do? <laughs> I do not take it personal. <laughs> I think to myself, oh, either, either my energy was off mm-hmm. or they don't understand. Right. And they'll laugh later. Right. They'll get it later. It's going to be in their subconscious. I said it out loud. It amplified off the walls. It's in their brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They might not understand it. I might be talking about something they can't relate to at all. But they'll see a movie one day. They'll see a commercial. They'll be hearing a sound. They'll look and see something and go, yo, Tiffany was talking about this. <laughs> yeah. And they'll laugh then. Right. It's it's not always about the it is instant gratification for me because that is my drug. The laughter yeah. is my mm. drug. But you know, it might come later. The right. energy's gonna show up at some point though. Yeah. I love what you said though, that you know, it's what you want to talk about and you can't worry if it's what they want to hear, you know, because it's so true. And like I've been thinking about that lately. I've been trying to like write stuff and I'm like, oh, what what do they want from me? And I'm like, that's not what it's about. It's about what what? <laughs> Yeah, she's like, fuck what they yeah, want. Ma- fuck all of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's like you really have to just, someone's going to want to hear it. Somebody's yes. going to want to hear it. You're like tapping into your, when you tap into your higher thoughts, I, I believe you have like three brains. Okay. Mm. You got the brain between your ears. Mm-hmm. You got the brain in your rib cage. That's your heart. And you got the brain in your gut. That's the one that make you want to create and get horny and all this other stuff mm. that just kind of sometimes <laughs> get you in trouble. Okay. <laughs> and you got to think, okay, when I'm writing these jokes, uh, like when I'm writing or whatever, jokes or script or whatever, I always operate from my root first. For, mm. I operate from my gut first. What does it feel like in my gut to mm-hmm. talk about this? How does that feel? Like, does that make me uncomfortable? Does it make me uncomfortable to talk about it? If it makes me uncomfortable, it's probably going to make the room uncomfortable because I'm the leader of the room. Right? Yeah. You're the leader when you get on stage. So mm-hmm. whatever you're feeling, just know that they're going to feel it mm-hmm. and it's going to amplify. And right. people came to be on a journey with you. Right. So are you ready to amplify that garbage ass feeling? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to amplify that garbage ass feeling, can you make it huber- hubris or humorous? Humorous. <laughs> <laughs> can you make that garbage feeling funny? Mm-hmm. I want to ask you about this because this just came up and it speaks to that. I've been talking a lot with people about the difference between confidence and courage, right? And someone's like, well, I want to feel confident. And I personally am like, fuck confidence. If you're constantly confident, you're not uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. which means you're not growing. You're not stretching. Mm -hmm. I think it's an outdated, overrated quality. But what you're talking about when you say you feel it in your gut and you know that they're going to... To me, I hear courage. That means, ooh, can I allow myself to get that uncomfortable and make other people feel things, Mm -hmm. right? So I want to hear your relationship to courage and confidence in relationship to what you're talking about. Okay, so here's my my issue. My issue is not an issue, no. Mm -hmm. My (laughs) point of view on that. Mm -hmm. So people always ask me too, Tiffany, how do you stay so confident? You're so confident. And I'm thinking to myself when I say that, I'm not confident at all. I'm not... I am not confident. When I put on an outfit, I look at it three or four times and go, how do you feel about wearing this? Do you feel like you can defend this outfit? Okay, you got some lint on it. There's some dog fur. Do you feel like talking about the dogs? Do you feel like talking about these things? How do you feel about this thing that you're doing? Uh If I feel good about it, I feel like, yeah, I can have a conversation about this. I can talk about whatever. Then I go. Mm -hmm. And that's courage. That's not necessarily confidence. Confidence is just like knowing, like, I know I'm black. 
I'm confident in that. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm Jewish. I'm confident in that. I can go head to head with you on the tour any day. <laughs> I'm confident in my knowledge in these things. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. But how I feel about those things, that takes courage for me to share that with you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it takes courage to share anything. I yeah. think when you share, even if it's a STD, you were very courageous. <laughs> very courageous. You're very courageous of you to decide that I wanted that when I didn't want that at all. Like, very courageous of you not to tell me oh. that, that you got the hurts and you want to give me the hurts too. Like, if I wouldn't have asked, you wouldn't have told. I see how that goes. You, you're doing military tactics. Okay, I see what you're doing, sir. Uh, sorry, that's oh a God. conversation I had yesterday. Oh. Doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter. It does matter. matter. But like, it's like those conversations that people are afraid to have. Right. It takes courage. To have them. To have that conversation. And the dude had the conversation with me. I'm like, yo, the fact that you was willing to talk to me about Uh this lets me know how much you really care about me. Right. And that you want to give me a choice and an option. And I'm with that. Mm -hmm. Your mouth looks healthy today. (laughs) Put it right here. And let me get this saran wrap. How you feel about saran wrap? You can use a fruit roll-up. Yeah, but the fruit, fruit roll-up is porous. It's uh, <laughs> it's leak porous. Oh, leak. yeah, that's not enough. I'll put the fruit roll-up on top of the ceramic. <laughs> Matter of fact, we'll uh, use the fruit roll-up plastic <laughs> protector layer. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's so... that. And, but, like, and honestly, though, just standalone, the STD conversation like in itself because we have friends that have to have this conversation right Mm -hmm. and we're always like I feel like it's the thing to do if you care about someone you have to put it on the table right it's just a conversation to have I think they should put it on the table first date yeah like open Open with it it. leave it just so you know I got herpes (laughs) is that okay with you Uh oh crazy I got herpes so cool we herpes together then it's out of the way I agree yeah right Because it's always like this constant thing that is just whatever, festering, and Mm -hmm. you have to bring it up at some point. And we have friends that do, and we have friends that don't. Mm. And so it's kind of a debate, right? And the friends that don't, they're like, that's kind of evil. Yeah, no. Don't you think that's kind of evil? I think we tell them. We're like, you have to say something. something. Yeah, it's just not right. Swiping or swapping. (laughs) (laughs) You're swiping. You're doing both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, both really. No, but if you're swapping saliva and stuff, DNA, you really should should share share that information. Yeah, I agree for sure. DNA. Yeah, Yeah, but I do, but I love what you said about confidence and courage because it's so true. You know, yeah, and. I would call myself courageous. I wouldn't call myself confident. Right. I'm glad you say that Mm -hmm. because anyone would read you as confident. And to me, I feel like that's just not as admirable. I'm more Mm -hmm. inspired by people with courage than confidence because it's like, yeah, yeah, because you feel good about what you're doing. Great. But Mm -hmm. I mean, how does that help anybody and how does that move the needle forward for yourself and for others in your environment? Like, that's my whole thing. Like, I talk about things sometimes that you probably shouldn't talk about. This is taboo. Don't talk Mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but this is going to help the people in that that hear it. Right. Even if they don't like it, they're going to have a conversation about it and they're going to learn more about it. Mm -hmm. That's why I like talking about my period. Yeah, so do we. Oh, yeah. we do all the time. That's yeah. why you're in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just learned that I have um, endometriosis. I'm 43 oh, years old know? and just learning about endometriosis. I thought it was normal for your period to hurt. 
I thought it was oh. normal to have like severe cramps and want to sleep all day long. Um, I thought that was normal. I thought it was normal to get super bloated and like swollen everywhere and all that. Like I thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, was, I have it. Do you, are your flows heavy? Yeah, flow heavy. Thought that was normal. Clotting. Thought that was normal. Yeah. I thought that was all normal. Not normal. Oh, fuck. It's not even supposed to hurt. It's supposed to just feel like what, what my doctor told me is, no, your period's supposed to just feel like, you know, like a little wetness. There's this wetness happening and that's it. No. No cramping, though? You're not supposed to cramp at all, really. Huh. What? Cramping is just bad diet. Oh, well, that, that makes yeah, sense. What do you mean? Diet. You're not supposed to cramp. You're not supposed to cramp. Maybe a little discomfort, like, oh, okay, you can feel like your eggs dropping or whatever, but it yeah. shouldn't be like, oh, my bad. Oh, this wow. hurt. Oh, like, I need to put a heating pad on. That's like little midgets. In, oh, sorry, can you say midgets anymore? Okay, little people, munchkins inside of your uterus scratching at your walls, <laughs> ripping away. You're not supposed to feel that. I always say I feel like Freddy Krueger's inside of me scratching. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you, you need have to get that. Yeah, you maybe you need to get you that. I need to go. I know I need to She go. leaks through, like, everything. Yeah, you probably have it. I know. I'm probably or I've been fibroid. telling her. I, that's what I say. Or I keep fibroid, saying yeah. to my husband, I'm like, I have a fibroid. I've got something. I know. I, I got something. Well, I got to go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I'm out of here. There's this really great doctor in Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. She specializes in, like, she's an OBGYN. Yeah. And she specializes in this stuff. And she's really, really great. Great. Really? I'll slide you her number. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm not gonna too. say her name because she's still gonna charge me seventeen hundred dollars regardless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't um, take insurance, but she's no. connected to Cedar Sinai, and but she won't take insurance. Oh, now yeah. I want to. Oh, you'll tell me. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. She's super dope, actually. <laughs> yeah. She helps foster kids and all that too. Are so you serious? I'm like willing to pay the cash Aww. for her to tell me what's wrong with this ass. <laughs> I don't know what this ass is. Endometriosis. Oh my God, but just learning that at 43 years old, like that's crazy to me that it took, you know, this long to figure it out. Well, what kind of doctors am I going to? Right. And what kind of doctors actually care? Mm -hmm. You know? And what doctors are actually informed about the female body? Right. Right. And I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I used to go to all male doctors because I like the way they handle my stuff. (laughs) Same. (laughs) She like is the all same. Male doctors, they more gentle usually when they do that pap smear. They have better <laughs> conversation when your legs is wide open like that. You know, yeah, they they crack cute jokes and then I laugh and then sometimes the little speculum shoots out and hits them in the chest. I don't even know if it's called a speculum, the duckbill platypus thing, whatever it's called. Oh my shoots god! Out and then it makes me feel strong. And uh, they crack little jokes. I like, well, you're so strong, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can get anything out of there. Like, oh my uh, god! You go to the ma- just for the compliments, <laughs> just for the compliments, literally. Oh, you're keeping it up good, Tiffany. Yeah, like, I should introduce you to a couple of my friends. Like, yeah, introduce me. Like, you're like, listen, no, that's the real opener. Like, I know what she's working with. You're good. She's healthy. She's, she's my patient, she's but she's great. healthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very strong, very strong vulvas. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> she but does I, tricks. She does tricks. <laughs> she picks up the paper with her lips <laughs> and not the lips on her face. <laughs> I cannot. Oh my god. I, I was always more comfortable. I was always scared. Like I never wanted a guy. I never had a guy, I don't think. But it's it's interesting though that you say it and you were the same way. But it 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 all depends, you know. I had a very gentle woman since I was 13 years old. I was in good hands. But mm-hmm. I was always felt like self-conscious, but I still did that when I was going to give birth. I was like, I need to be waxed before I give birth because people are all going to be down there. They are. And mm-hmm. that was my thought. 
like, but I don't know that that's normal, but that's just what I was thinking. Like, I was concerned. Yes, no, I, I, mean, I don't know. My, I was present for my cousin giving birth to yeah. her baby, and she gave birth to a 10-pound <gasps> girl. Ooh. And they had to do, like, the, the where they snip-snip, the yeah. episiotomy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we were there for 20-something hours, and I'll never forget. I just kept trying to make her laugh and how it was, like, seven different nurses coming in there, what? checking her, checking. I said, girl, you've been finger-banged tonight. <laughs> By more strangers and females <laughs> than I've ever seen. Like you, you are basically gay. She's like, no, I'm not. Gay. I'm, still good. No, I'm just trying to make her laugh yeah. so it's easier for. Her. I want but, you in my delivery. If yeah, I ever have I another was, baby, call me. I'm very good at it. Now, yeah. I, if I look down there, I might throw up a little bit or cry because I did cry and I did throw up just a little bit because I could not believe the transformation. Wow. You got to remember, this is my cousin since we were like little girls. And the last Aww. time I saw her cuckoo, we was both little girls <laughs> in a bathtub. Like, mine looks different than yours. Yours looks like this. Mine looks like that. Right. Like, in the bathtub, we were like probably seven, six or seven. Yeah. And cut to, we're 21. And now she's like pushing this baby out. And wow. she didn't shave anything. Yeah. And so it's looking like, uh, like, a, like a karate movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She had the two man food. Oh my god! I don't even know what you call that. With a, a, a full man chew. A full man chew. She had a full man chew, and it looked like a monster was coming out the full man chew's mouth. That's what it looked like, and I was like, "You could have trimmed the sides a little bit." But it was the doctor was saying that it was good that it's like keeping bacteria away oh, right. from the baby, so I've that it's heard, good. I've heard that the and hair is good for bacteria. Yeah, I asked Doctor Oz, "Why do we even have hair down there?" He yeah. said it's for lubricants. For lubricants, and, and really? Yes, yeah, for lubricants. And I said, "Oh, my grandma told me it was to keep the ants out." Oh. He said both. Oh, really? Both. It, it helps protect you from STDs. Huh. Like, let's say somebody does have herpes, but it's just on the on their pelvic area, yeah. right? And you have hair there that's blocking it. You need to hurry up and wash your body. Right. But right. It's, a, it's a way to protect. I've never oh. heard that before. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, we're killing ourselves one hair <laughs> vagina at a time. I mean, God gave you underwear for a reason. Yeah. Because <laughs> my grandma called them God's panties. That's God's oh. panties. God's panties. Yeah. So oh you can God. trim them, you know, if you want to change the style of the panties, but you need to. You need it there for it's oh, there it's for a God, reason. God's yeah. Think about it. We was born perfect, right? We uh, were. Adam and Eve born yeah. perfect in the Garden of Eden. There might have been ants and spiders. <laughs> keep them out of there. So, do you keep it? I keep mine. Okay. I mean, it's not like full on. Like you know, I can't braid it right now. It's not in, the winter time. <laughs> in the wintertime. In the wintertime, we fool men chew it. <laughs> we put barrettes and beads down there in the winter. I'm always click clacking through security. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! But during this time, springtime, I trim it down. You know, cut the sides so I could wear a bikini or whatever. Oh but yeah, it's still yeah, yeah, yeah. I still keep the hair there. No, I mean I'd never ever heard that. It makes it's, so much sense. And if you think about it, when if you think about it, when you do got hair there, you dry up. It takes a longer time to dry up mm-hmm. during sex or whatever. Mm. You have more moisture there, holding the moisture. So it does. You better glide. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if you let your hairs grow long enough, it could tickle your clit more than he could. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't even like dealing with men that ain't got no pubic hairs. If you ain't got no pubic hair, sir, get away. I don't even want none. Wait, you have you slept with guys with no pubic hair? I have. You mean like I've they shaved I've encountered guys, they done shaved all their stuff off, and I'm like, oh, no, we're not doing it till they grow back. <gasps> 
Do they like wax it? Is it like bad? wax, but it's like super low, like nothing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know yeah. if they just freshly shaved or they waxed right. it off. I don't know, but I like a little hair on my balls. Not yeah. my balls, but you know, the man's <laughs> balls. I like a little hair there, a little hair on the top part of the piece. I want to know that's a man. Yeah. No, it's a man. Yeah, you want to know it's a man. Yeah, you you his yeah. hairs be feeling good, kind of. Because you know? <laughs> sometimes when we talk about it, it's like, well, is it showing that they're being considerate? You know, if it is trimmed because you don't want to floss with their pubes or whatever. No, the trim a is trim good. is fine. But you're saying like shameful. when it's nothing yeah. there. No, that's yeah. that's yeah, that's not sexy not, to no. me. No. I agree. Uh-uh. I agree. I, I want to know too. I'm with a man. Want a man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like, it like clean. a low cut. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm like a little fade. A fade Maybe yeah. they put my initials in it or something. <laughs> no, that's cute. That's yeah, never you'd be, I'd be res- I know. I want someone to put my initials. My initials? Yeah. yeah. That'd be hot. I that mean, would. I've had a guy do that. I've had a guy put my initials in his goatee. Are you serious? Yeah, shave, That's cute. shave my name. That is cute. How do you feel about tattoos? Would yeah. you want someone to tattoo your name or would you be afraid? No, no, no. no. Don't tattoo my name on you. Don't, never. Don't tattoo my name. Don't tattoo my face. <laughs> don't nothing if you want to show I love show, you're like you no wanna... but my face is fine <laughs> no, 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 no no my face don't tattoo nothing if you want to prove your love to me you want to make it eternal buy me a building oh <laughs> <laughs> buy me a building dude you're so quick with it I'm oh, just saying yeah no like, it's right no right generational income you want to prove your love Buy me a building, buy a building and put my name on the building you ain't even got to give it to me put my name on the damn building <laughs> yeah that to me is that's more solid than putting it on your flesh. Yeah, wow. I hear that. Buy I me too. a building. Buy mm. me a building. That should just be a new thing. It really should. I like, mean, these engagement rings and all that, that's bullshit. You want to marry me, get down on one knee and show me a deed with my <laughs> name on it and your name on it. We together. Broad Ideas is supported by Spider Grip. Oh no! Did you drop your phone again? You need to get a Spider Grip. Spider Grip keeps your phone in your hand right where it belongs. It's the phone grip that won't slip. Spider Grip props up as a stand, rotates 360 degrees, and it lays flat, locked in place, easily fitting into your pockets or purse. Spider Grip is comfortable, durable, and functional and appeals to anyone who has a phone. As unique and exciting as Spider Grip is, their team is as well co-founded and invented by recording artist and entrepreneur David Britt. Spider Grip is also co-founded and co-owned by actress and producer Kate Bosworth, we love Kate, along with Mr. Worldwide himself, Grammy-winning artist Pitbull. Spider Grip is the best grip around and made right here in the USA. Get yours today at spidergrip.com. That's S-P-I-I-D-E-R-G-R-I-I-P.com. That's two eyes in spider and two eyes in grip. Use discount code IDEAS at checkout and receive 30% off and free shipping. Grip the freedom. Do you want to get married? Uh, yes, well, I but know you not, were. The, not the traditional way no more. No, what, not so, with the going down to the courthouse and getting the license and all that. Uh-uh. No, I'd rather like we a buy a building together. <laughs> yeah. We have a great party. We get power of attorney over each other. We put all put our stuff in a trust. Everything mm. that we buy together, everything that we do together, in a trust. That's ours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our kids, if we have kids, the kids are in the trust. Everything is in the trust. Mm-hmm. Now we got trust. There you go. <laughs> and now, no matter what happens to either one of us, it's all controlled yeah. from the grave. We could separate, and that trust could still sit there, and we could still be feeding each other and not even be together. 
There you right? go. We just cancel our power for attorney. And now we don't got to be going to court 100 years. Wow. That's true. Or wasting a whole bunch of money on bullshit. And if we got kids, the, the child support money can come from the trust. Right. Do you I, want kids? <laughs> now, this is a deep question you asked me. <laughs> There's a, my flesh wants it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. My heart and soul is like, ah, let's just help these kids that's already here. Mm, yeah. But my flesh wants to do some. My flesh wants to make some humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. my heart and my soul wants to just help the humans that's here already that's suffering. Yeah. Can't and besides, I don't know if I could do both. I don't know if my body's capable of doing both. I don't mm-hmm. had a lot of miscarriages. So I don't okay. know. But that has a lot to do with the endometriosis. I was going to say, yeah, if you didn't know. And all that stuff. But, you know, it's... Um, that's I don't know. You know, isn't it? Those miscarriages is painful than a motherfucker. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I feel like a piece of my soul died every time. Every mm-hmm. time. I've had every them. time. Yeah. So it's like, I don't I don't know if I'm capable. It's rough. Yeah. Well. And I feel like that was God's birth control. Like, he's not the one. That's not who you're supposed mm-hmm. to be having a baby by. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but damn. How many? Uh, four. Yeah. And you didn't know you had endometriosis. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's... That's a big when deal. the one doctor told me that my uterus was shaped like a heart, in oh. that if the egg comes and attaches to that dip in my heart part of my uterus, then it's gonna fall out when it gets to a certain size. Mm. But another doctor, but in like four different doctors told me that this Whoa. this new doctor's like, no, you got endometriosis. That's not a dip in your uterus. That is endo. Oh fuck. And oh, that's so- what that's what it's like connected to the endo and dropping. Oh my god, I Ed, that is just so mind blowing. Your whole life and not knowing that and going through all of that and thinking, what's wrong with me? Like I can't. You I'm know? not even thinking what's wrong with me. I'm just thinking, but that's it's you know, this, this is normal for my periods to hurt. Uh, right, that's right, what they right. always tell you. It's mm-hmm, supposed to hurt. Mm-hmm. I'll take a mite. I'll take a Motrin. Take a whatever, you know. And um, yeah, you. But when it's falling out, I'm just like, well, that's God. That's, Ain't supposed to be. Right. It's not my time. Right. Not my time. Right. But my soul is like, mm. hormonally, you fucked off. Your mind is a little bit crazy. You want to yeah. fight everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel yeah. like I just maybe I'm just not built for it. I can't hang. I can't hold on to it. Or it's not for me. Yeah. Um, but now I know there's there's other things that can be done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Change a diet. Change it this. Change it that. Find the right penis. Bada bat bing bang. <laughs> the I can right do it. penis. Right. Got to find the right one though. That's... What about your diet? What do you have to change? Uh, I'm, I'm very, I eat, like I eat pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've especially in the last like six, seven months, I've lost like all this weight because I've been eating the food out of my garden. But, um, and the pain has lessened, but I do got to change like, I like to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's very, yeah. that's not good. Mm-hmm. That not good. I don't drink it every day, but I need to maybe taper that down to like once a month Yeah, and not get drunk. Right. Um, which I, I haven't been drunk since last year. I mean, I've been intoxicated, but I ain't been <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up since last year. But to like, you know, get that out of my regimen kind of completely or just for celebratory situations. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to take some vitamins and yeah, I'm deficient in certain things. Right. I think there's so many women, though, that do have it. And I know there's been lots of more open conversations about it, which I think is super helpful, especially for younger girls who discover it. And, you know, I don't know a ton 
about it to talk about it. But I, I just love that you can have the conversation and, you know, explain because like you said, and then being diagnosed finally. And, and it's just so interesting because, and I know a lot of women who have ha- had, you know, healthy pregnancies with it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The and, younger you are, the better the chances right. are. But, but that's in any case. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? In yeah. Case. Yeah. Cause I've, I definitely, I had a couple miscarriages and I'm with you like every time and you lose, you lose it. It's, it's just what, you go through as a woman and it's hard to articulate if yeah. you haven't. Yeah. And I've been feeling like, I don't know how you feel with your cycles, but I feel like ever since I started having cycles, every month I should have like a little funeral because somebody <laughs> yeah. didn't make it into this planet this month. Right. Yes, like right. it's like a little death in, mm. in every month, every single month, every single month. And you bleed out mm-hmm. and you don't die, but somebody didn't make it. Somebody mm. didn't get fertilized. And so I remember back like when I was like, I'm not sleeping with anyone for 11 months, 12 months. I'm going to keep my legs closed. And then every month I'm like, somebody died because I kept my legs closed. (laughs) 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 But I didn't even want kids. Like, I don't even want that. But it was just this little part of me because I think we're programmed to do that, to make that, to kind of want it. The flesh wants to do it. But my mind is like, "Mm, I'm not in a, it's not a full body yes. Yeah, you know, right. But know. it is written in our DNA. I told Rachel that recently. I'm like, do you get depressed every time you get your period? She's like, and I don't mean because you're cramping or moody or whatever. It's like there is this morning I go through each time I get my period, even though I'm not trying to have kids. She doesn't want. My mm-hmm. body tells me it does. Right. Every month. Every month, because that's how the body's programmed. Mm-hmm. The body wants to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, hey, body. We're not doing this this time. The body's like, oh, dang it. We didn't get to do it this time. Damn. (laughs) And then like your hormones are a little off. And then like after about three days, four days, and it's like, okay. Yeah. I'm back to normal. Your hormones, man. The hormones is horrible. Really? It's like trying to get that right. I'm like taking primrose, the primrose oil Uh and stuff. Like just like trying to find the balance in that. Like. I think every single woman is a scientist, regardless if you want to be or not. You, The science of keeping your hygiene together, your pH yeah. right, your hormones on point, and not turn into an evil, dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I tell her, like, I feel like I'm on fire, like, inside. But now, for me, it's more like when I'm ovulating, I get insane. And mm. that's different since I had a kid. Like, before, mm. it's period, whatever, your hormones. But, like, mm. now that I'm older and I'm ovulating, it's like I'm hot. Constantly, not hot flashes, but inside, like I want to. You want to do it, yeah, yeah. You like feel like kind of like a raper. <laughs> I don't mean I don't even know if that's a proper word, but like you could like you look at the man, you like I could take you down now. <laughs> the way you wash dishes, <laughs> you no, walk you and take insane, off your pants, right? <laughs> oh my yeah. god, yeah. Is just... that what you mean? Like you want to do it really bad? Well, I mean. I wasn't really meaning that, but that is true. Like, that is when you want to do it the most, for sure. But like I also you get, get, like, hot and, like, angry. Angry and, and insane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But either. Because that is when you want to, you definitely want to have sex like, when yeah. you're ovulating. Because your body's like, yeah. now, now's the time. It's hot. Yeah. I can take it. Right? We're not going to kill off all the sperm right now. Come on, <laughs> <bring> it. <laughs> like. It's just so interesting being a woman and your body and everything. It was so funny last night. We were talking and my husband was saying he had a surgery on his balls when he was a little boy because one of them like got twisted twisted from wrestling and he had to have surgery and they had to go in there and fix it. And he was like, if I would have lost that ball, 
and our son who's um, seven was on the bed. He goes, if I would have lost that ball, Elliot might not be here. And Elliot's like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, and then Jeff looks at me, goes, exactly like is that a conversation yeah, we yeah, want to yeah, have yeah. right now you should he's yeah. seven yeah 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 because yeah. he's on his phone seeing things right yeah, so we're like well he doesn't have a phone but we're like well <laughs> did you well we've explained to him that the there's sperm that live in the balls and like if daddy would have lost his balls <laughs> One of those sperms may not have made it to mommy and may not have made you. And so we, so he, you know, he's very scientific, but it was just hilarious him being like, How would you losing a ball make it so I'm not here? <laughs> like, it was just one of those, like, Oh my God. When I think about balls and ovaries, I just think they're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're my favorite, but balls are my favorite. Uh. Ovaries, uh, whatever. I can't really see those, but the balls, they're my favorites. They're so interesting. They're fun to watch. They never stop moving. They always in rotation. Always moving. Even when the guy's like super dead sleep, not snoring, snoring nothing, his balls are constantly doing like this. You can even get close to them. They feel you. They be like, hi. All the wrinkles come out. You looking at me? Oh, my God. (laughs) They're so interesting. I don't think I've ever paid that much and, attention. Oh, you got to look at them. I mean, now They're I'm like, going to have to. It's a uterus that's on the outside. Yeah. It's a uterus that's on the outside. Yeah, it's a uterus that's what it is. That is outside. I like. And the, and the, it's like a purse holding the ovaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like a little this. purse. It's a little purse. Oh my God. It's a wrinkly little purse. It's right. Oh. Yeah. I think it's cute. You think it's cute? Yeah. When they're all full, too. Oh, full balls, but full how do you balls? feel when they like they hang low? I love them hanging. You low. do? Oh. I love that. Yeah, especially Explain. doggy style. That's like hitting up against your clit and stuff. Like <laughs> they can get a little swing, a little smack, smacking your ass and shit. The other white missionary, they smacking his face. Yeah, a little air conditioner, <laughs> little little pickleball, if you will. <laughs> a little pickleball. Or can we keep you? Tiffany, oh my God. Can we keep you? Sure. Oh, okay, good. Just explain sure. all life <laughs> at all times. They're my favorites, though. Oh. And he's, he still would have been here. If he had one nut, he still would have been here. But we don't know which nut it came from. It doesn't matter. It doesn't? No, they all go into it. all goes into like a little sack and then... Chow. You know, okay. And shoots out of there. They skip. Maybe they jump ball to ball. Well, they probably do. Yeah. No. I don't know, to be honest. I don't know the, the particulars of that. I don't either. <laughs> no. But I know they make millions of them every day. Right. And like we come in with all of our eggs. Isn't like, that soon nuts? As we're born, That's so we crazy. Gen- as soon as you're born, you are carrying generations and generations. Insane. Like, nuts? Yeah, we are really the carriers. And right. they're constantly just making a little bit of fertilizer, the shit you need to make it go yeah i always think about that because men make the sperm right every like, day yeah and we are born with it that's it i always think like my eggs were at the club my <laughs> eggs were you know with me while i was drinking and smoking too much and doing crazy yeah. ass shit they were there they know everything they were there <laughs> they have been there the whole time 
Oh and every time it's some leave up out your, your ovaries, they're like, all right, y'all. Maybe I'll see you later. We're going to see if this is it. It's just me. Nobody else want to go. Okay, you coming with me, Keisha? All right, what about you, Ted? Let's roll up out of here. Let's see what happens. Well, we're not even male or female yet, but that's my name. I know what my name is. I already know who I am. I just need the right sperm to come along. Let oh me see which God. one. Hey, she ain't doing that. Is that a vibrator? What are you wasting the time with the vibrator for? Like, you know. Is that a vibrator? Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. But the picture you're painting is so true. They've all been there. The whole time. The whole time. I'm going to make her happy. I'm going to, I don't like her. She keep talking shit about people. So I'm, I'm going to make her life hell. Well, I want to make her happy. She deserves to be happy. You see how hard she works? I'm going to be her best helper. Well, I ain't going to help with nothing. And it be the one that ain't going to help with nothing is the one that catch the damn sperm. Y'all want the helper one, not the one that's not helpful. Like, it's just whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> your kids know you better than you though. That's why they Dude. love their mama so much because they've been with you since you was yeah, born. Since oh my you were God. Born. That's gonna make me cry. It's gonna I know I'm getting emotional. Like my daughter just like just, you yeah. know, they've been there since ride. she was born. They just needed to drop that soul in. That's it. Think, think, think. Ding. The activation program. Oh my activate God. Activate the program. That's so, it. So, so how about this? So this is even crazier. Is you know, obviously, you probably have a heart for adoption, fostering because of what you've been through in your life. Some other chick could have your eggs right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you adopt or foster, like, there's some other girl carrying around in her your eggs. Um, well, I did donate a bunch of them when I was 21. Oh, did you? Yeah, so there could be kids right here on the planet right now that's wow. related to me. How cool would yeah. that be to find out? That's like a I would great be film. So cool with that, but at the same time, I would sue the fuck out their parents because they supposed to give me five thousand more dollars. Oh, because I didn't really donate. I donated, but I didn't donate. What do you mean? What do you mean? You know, they gave me ten thousand dollars to take my eggs, mm -hmm. and they said for every person that gets your eggs, you get five grand. You get five grand, but I never got nothing. And then I had just recently drove out there, probably about like three years ago. It was in Orange County. I drove out there. And they were shut down. It was a mental facility. I said, now, ain't that some shit? No. Uh -oh. ain't, that, ain't that a sign from God? <laughs> like, wow. Like, the babies is crazy. I don't know. Or it's crazy to even think that those still exist or. Right. I don't know. I don't know if those eggs are still in existence or if they have, so you have become no way to people. Know. I don't know. The company shut down. I don't know where they went. I don't know what they did with uh, the specimens they collected. Oh, my God. But, because you do like 23 yeah. and me. I did do 23 and me. Yeah. I got a brother in Sweden. What? Yeah. I got a brother too. Mm -hmm. you got, yeah. She got a brother out of it too. Mm -hmm. Some people get brothers. Yeah. yeah. Some people get brothers. <laughs> and that's what I got. That's what I got so far. Okay. But imagine like, imagine like growing up and you know, you know, you're adopted and then you find out your mom is Tiffany Haddish. Like your, you know, your biological mother. Like that would be a fucking trip. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Didn't you always kind of secretly hope? I'd always be like, I hope one day I find out my mom was actually Marilyn Monroe. You know? I always wish, wish that my mom was actually Whoopi Goldberg. And right? She has basically become a mother figure in my life, Aww. but she is genetically not my mother. It's for sure my mom is my mom. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Sometimes we got to pick them, right? Yeah, but I definitely picked her. Right. I feel like I picked her. I feel like... 
I believe, and I feel I dream about this often, so I don't know if it's just my imagination or I'm pretty sure it's not because it feels like a memory. But I believe I was like sitting there with, you know, like the uh, coordinator and they're like, okay, which life do you want to live? Well, I want to be effective in this. I want to bring joy. I want to bring this. Okay, if you do that, then you get this mom. Mm-hmm. And this mom has mental illness and she'll have this and she'll have that. But this will make you strong enough to handle this and be in any mm. situation. And you can go all over the world. Or you can have this mom and you won't be able to bring as much joy. You won't be as effective as you want to be. But you'll have this issue and this issue and this issue. Nicer mom, uh, but you won't be as effective. You'll be mm. more effective over here. I want to be effective. So let's go this way. And then I get there and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? I could have just kept it on a lower level. <laughs> like, yeah, but and been you, a lot happier. But you don't you feel like you never would have picked that? Or you feel like you would? I feel like I would have went with my first thought and picked the more complicated. Right. And that's, yeah, and that's right. what I feel like I do in all my life. Like everything right. is so freaking complicated. And I really want it to be easy. And I bet... It's not always about what you want. It's about what you need to grow. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. But it all, and it all makes you stronger, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, oh, well, there's nothing I can't handle. It, it feels that way, you know? And as you go through life and you get older and it's like, and that's the truth. And even when you're feeling like you can't handle it and you buckle down on the floor and you're crying and like, I don't know why this is happening to me. And once you finish crying and everything, you go, okay, I think I have an idea to resolve this. Mm-hmm. Like, But it's okay to cry it out. Right. Which took it's me a long time. It's important. Like you too. felt like you couldn't cry. Yeah, I'm not allowed to. Mm. Like I wasn't allowed. Like, uh, no, you a black woman. You're not allowed to cry, mm. especially in front of other people. But once um, I learned that, you know, you holding that in is horrible. And crying is a removal of old beliefs and a replacement of new ones. Beautiful. And if you do not remove those old beliefs... You will become crazy. Mm. You will have a super hormonal imbalance. Your body, everything will be out of whack. Your relationships, your world will crumble. So you have to cry. Mm-hmm. You were born crying. That's the first thing you do. If you don't come out crying, the doctor hits you. First, <laughs> they say, don't be violent. But the first thing they do to you is violent. They smack your ass. Mm-hmm. And wondering why you like getting smacked on the ass as an adult. Well, they smacked my ass <laughs> when I first got to this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and they made you cry. Like, And crying is a, a way to communicate. Also, it's a cleansing. You got to get all that amniotic fluid out your body. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that was in there. You got to get all that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you know that amniotic fluid is really your own pee and poop? Yep. Don't get me started. I, I didn't did. Know. What? Yeah. I just learned that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Baby, you swimming around in your own shit. Broad Ideas is sponsored by Lumi. Don't let summer funk ruin your summer fun. This year, it's time to summer-proof your body odor, and luckily, there's a solution. That's why today I'm excited to tell you about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who developed a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It's aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. Oh, and did we mention that it's also clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone? 12 hours after shower, the average person has an odor level of 6 out of 10. With Lumi, the average odor level is 0 out of 10. Okay, so new customers, you get $5 off Lumi Starter Pack with code IDEAS at lumideodorant.com. I love anything aluminum-free. I have tried to do that for years. Ever since I had my daughter breastfeeding, I gave up aluminum. Lumi, you still smell great. 
I have not found anything until Lumi that actually works. I highly recommend it. Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi Starter Pack with code IDEAS at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code IDEAS. But also, I feel like people that have tougher journeys when they first come in, whether it's hard life, hard parents, whatever it is, the messaging is always like, oh, but you'll be stronger. You'll be stronger. And I don't know if you're like me, I'd be like, for what? Right? Like, how strong am I going to be? And what is it going to be used for? But I feel like as I got older, I realized, oh, the strength is in the crying. Mm -hmm. The strength is being able to cry through something and, like, and feel it. Like pain, that's what it right? takes strength for. Yeah. To sit in it. Mm-hmm. Don't run away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to exercise and soothe it. But while I'm exercising, there will be tears rolling. I will take a shower and cry in that shower mm-hmm. yeah. for five minutes straight mm-hmm. and then come out and sing and dance. Yeah. To change the vibe. Well, because you could do both. You can do both. And laughter is the same. It has the same effects as crying, but it's less painful. Yeah. And it's actually better for you in, in your organs and all that massaging and releasing those uh, oxytocin and all that stuff that you need to, like, boost you up to do great things. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's just depending on how you... You got to know how to use your instrument. And your body is an instrument. And you got to know when to release that valve on it and let that, you know... What's that? That spit tank on the on the horn? You got to know when to drain the shit. You got to drain it. And you got to poop every day, too. That's important, too. Yeah, you can't be retentive in any way. No, you got to release all the juices. It's true. They got to come out. They got to come you out. wake up, blow your damn nose, take a piss and poop, and a good little hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Okay, you're good to go for the day. Now you can do anything. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm I mean it's so so many times and we've been sitting in it and it's like you want to be like some people want to be like okay what's the fir- quickest solution quickest thing to make you feel better whatever and like we're always holding the space to be like no no you feel that you know and when you're ready we can talk about the good things but like let's be in this now yeah feel it feel it you're, it's happening for a reason and for it's a, a compass. Yes. It's guiding you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. I used to be so mad. I used to be like complaining to God, why would you give me this mom that has this mental illness? She's so violent towards me. She's always moody. I don't know who I'm dealing with. I'm mm-hmm. scared. Like, why are you give me this mom? Cut to many years later, I'm on a set working with a man that got the same kind of injuries my mom had. Mm-hmm. And he's doing displaying the same behavior that my mom was displaying when I was a little girl. And I could handle it. Mm-hmm. I could handle it. It wasn't a problem. Was I irritated by it? Hell yeah. Right. But I could handle the work that I could make it work because I grew up with somebody just like him. Wow. But it's also it's also like the soul, like what you were saying, I too believe that the soul chooses the curriculum. And when your soul decides what it wants to learn, it's going to keep recreating that, right? Until you learn it. Yes. And that it, that's the universe providing you like, oh, look, have you healed? Yeah. Did you learn from that experience? 
Or have you learned from it enough where you can help others heal? Mm-hmm. Right. Now you're back in this situation. There's younger people involved. There's this, how are you going to protect them? How are you going to be an instrument from what you learned from back in the day? How are you going to be able to use that today mm-hmm. and use it and protect? Right. And I did do that many times. Mm. How do you and think was, you got that way, though? Because like... Look at you could take someone with the exact same life as you, and they would be dead. Mm-hmm. They'd be dead, or they'd be telling me that I stole their life, like this lady <laughs> is telling me in Chicago. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you stole my life. You stole my whole life. I'm like, I don't know you. Oh, but your life is my life. I'm like, I well, is it? Is, is it? it? What are you? Are are you a comedian too? <laughs> no, but you stole everything I wanted to do. How could I steal it? If I didn't even know you existed, maybe you had the same kind of scenarios happen in your world. You're handling it a lot different mm. than the way I handled it. Right. right. I didn't steal your life, though. But right. she is trying to figure out how to sue me. Take me down. What? What? Stealing her life. So just a mentally ill person. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of mentally ill people. And I attract them. I attract Of course them you like, do, because yeah. that's like, mama. Like flame, like a moth to a flame. I attract the crazies. Oh. And I want to help them. They right. never, I wouldn't even call them crazy. They're just emotionally challenged, hurt. Mm-hmm. All their brains aren't firing the way they should be. And they're hurt and they want what I have. And I want to give it to them too. Hmm. But I don't think they'd be able to handle it. They might fall apart. I'll give you everything I got. Here, take it. And you will still be unhappy because mm. it's not yours. And you're not dealing with your shit. Mm-hmm. But did anyone give it to you? Fuck. No. That's right. Fuck no. I, I had to earn it. Mm-hmm. I did. They gave me a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. I got hugs all along the way from certain people. People mm-hmm. did give me love. And I appreciate those people. And I've given them everything I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of them are gone. And I miss them terribly. Because I don't get those hugs the way I used to. And uh, But I remember them. Yeah. And I cherish them. And I hold on to those memories. And I like operate out of joy for them and for that love that they did give me. And that's all that's all I could do, right? Yeah. And I shed a tear every now and then when I miss them, I tear up. I'm not afraid to tear up. Well up. <laughs> I got feelings. I'm a human. Yeah. I'm a fucking human. Right. That has endometriosis. <laughs> <laughs> and my back hurts and my period's starting in five days. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm emotional, but I'm uh, here, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it's, you mean it, you know, you're, that's the thing. It's a, what, like, what is more compelling than the truth? Like, of course you miss them. It has, on, it's only yeah. been, what, a year since your grandma's gone? My grandma, my dog died. Oh. Bob Saget died. Oh, fuck. Oh. Like, two of my other mentors died. I lost some friends. Like, you know, pandemic was, like, I lost a lot of people during pandemic or whatever. But, um, it ain't that. <sighs> and what everybody lost somebody. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm not alone in this grief. Mm. But how do you handle it? Yep. How do you deal with grief? Grief is like, and everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, everybody might not get a period, but everybody going to get grief. Yeah. And grief will stop you in your tracks, and you gotta re you gotta recalibrate. You gotta honor 
You have to honor yourself, honor mm-hmm. your feelings, mourn the way you need to mourn. I hate the word mourning because it's like, what am I? What am I mourning now? Like, <laughs> like, good morning. I'm like, mm. grand rising. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Earth. <laughs> like, oh, like, rise and shine on these hoes. Like, <laughs> I don't want to mourn anymore, but yeah. it, it's it's a part of the journey. It is. It is. It is. And from my mourning, though, like, well, I'd be like. Remember my grandma's certain things or whatever, and mourning her and missing her hugs and missing her sucking her teeth. <laughs> I used to hate that sound. Now when I hear it, I'm like, ah, grandma. <laughs> like, but like, I realized, man, what an awesome opportunity I had to get to know these people mm-hmm. um, or know these animals. The one, the dog, really, I don't know why that dog. You know, I'm a black woman. We don't really care about animals. I mean, we care about animals. But it's like when you, as a black woman, you're like, oh, my dog died. Other black people are like, go get another one. What are you talking about? Like, what's the problem? Go get another dog. You got money. It's like, no, but that dog I had for 14 years. And she was like. And then it's like, I don't know. My white girlfriend's like, girl, I know how you feel. My dog died at it for three years. I'm like, no, this was 14 years. I actually let the bitch in the house. Like, you don't let dogs in the house. You don't let it. Like, and I let her in. I let her sleep on the foot of my bed. And she watched me have sex. Like, this is my dog. She was an STD detector. Like, she knew who was sick, who wasn't sick. Like, that was my bitch. She protected me so much. And it's like, oh, man, that was my spirit. Little yeah. piece of me yeah. gone. She gone. Now I got another dog. I hate this dog. <laughs> I fucking hate this bitch. This bitch is so disrespectful. Uh, and I think she knows that I miss the other dog. So she trying to take my mind off of it. So she'll shit in my living room. Shit. Yeah. Like purposely poop. in. The, and I'm like, are we going on a two-hour walk? You ain't pooped or peed at all. Like we'll we walk another hour till you drop something. She won't drop nothing. Till we get in the house. And then she look at me while she's doing it. I'm like, get out of my house! <laughs> so now she lives in the backyard. And I feel bad. How old is she? She's one and a half. I don't spend so much money on trainers and all that. I don't yeah. understand. I'm to the point now where I want to get a pet psychic. Oh, yeah. But I don't I don't know if that's real. I, I would do I it anyway. try it. I want to do it too for my dog. Really? Yeah. Because... She be looking in my eyes, and I feel like she like, I know you still love that other bitch. <laughs> and I don't like it. That's what I be seeing when she look at me. That's, yeah, the, that's the message I pick up. Did you have her while you ha- the other dog was alive? Mm-hmm. So you got, okay. Yeah, but the, uh, so the dog I have now, Slumber is her name. Mm-hmm. Slumber, I actually got from my mother. Mm-hmm. And my mother, my sister's like, Tiffany, get this dog out of here because she's she's abusing it just like she abused us. She treating the dog the way she treated us. You got to get the dog out of here. So then I brought that dog over in um, Dreamer. It's the one who passed away. Dreamer passed away. And they used to run together. I used to have them together all the time. And so I thought that she was learning from mm-hmm. Dreamer. But may, and Dreamer didn't really like her that much anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe that was the issue. Maybe yeah. she like, yeah, you mine now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck dreamer. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like she's evil. Oh. But she probably not. She probably just. Maybe she got a little fucked up by your mom. I think she did. You she know? traumatized. She got the same kind of trauma I got, probably. And now you guys and both have each other. Too. Yeah, we have each you other. But she's but not funny. She's, she's not she funny. She is funny. Oh, is she? <laughs> she is funny. She is funny. She really smart. 
She knows how to open doors. Uh-huh. Um, which I kind of hate. Mm-hmm. I think she's learned the passcode to the to the lock. <laughs> you know, I think she's like pushing them in with her paw because I don't know how she's opening these doors. But she is. And um, and she's and it's, I know she's purposely, and sometimes, sometimes, I don't know why she do this, but like if I leave my bedroom door open, she will come into my bedroom while I'm asleep and jump in the bed and pee on my <gasps> feet. Pee on your feet? On your, on your body. Not on my body, but, but on like the on part the part of the cover. Yeah. Where my feet are, like she pissing on my soul. That's how I felt like. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, that's just solely your feet. And so, if she pees right there and yeah. then leaves. And it, like I start feeling some kind of warm and wet on my feet. I'm like, God, what's going on in my dreams? And I wake up and I can smell the pee. Yeah. And I'm like, did I pee in a bed? <laughs> Has it gotten to that? <laughs> am, I, am I that fucked up in life? And how did I just pee out of my feet? <laughs> and then I play back the camera. Uh-huh. And there she is. Oh. Uh-huh. Coming in oh quietly. My God. Leaps up, pauses, wait to see if I move. <laughs> and then pees on my feet. Oh my God. And then leaves the room. See, we need to know what this is because my dog pees on my bed too. Pees on your bed too? All the fuck. And does your dog time. pee in its kennel, like in its bed? Because I have like a nice plush bed for her. She let her pee in her bed. She'll yeah, pee yeah, in yeah. her yeah, and yeah, roll strawberry will it. too. Yeah, my dog yeah. does. My dog will pee on my bed. They're her not bed supposed anywhere. to. I'm like, mine does. What is up with that? I don't know. We got to get Caesar Milan. We got to do. We, know, we need the, the psychic. No, I would love psychic. to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had talked to somebody that I know that says they're psychic, and they said that, <laughs> and I didn't pay them, but maybe I should have paid them. Maybe they would have told me some real, I don't know. But they told me that the dog is picking up on your energy, and so it's copying you. And I said, um, I don't pee in the bed. <laughs> I don't shit in the living room. No. <laughs> I go to the toilet. <laughs> and the dog will follow me into the bathroom, too, and sit there and watch me. And I'm like, if you gonna pee in my house, sometimes I look. I say, if you gonna pee and shit in my house, do it in the bathroom, in like the- me. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I will pick your shit and piss up in the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> I'm gonna leave the door open to the bathroom all the time for you, bitch. <laughs> is it a mutt or what kind of dog? Do you she know? is a American bulldog. Okay. And she is a bully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But my other dog, Sleeper, she's 16 now. But she, yeah, she's 16 now. She, I don't know how much longer she gonna last, but she's so good. She a Maltese Yorkie mix. Uh-huh. Very good. And she'll pee on the carpet only when it takes too long for me to come home. Right. Well, that, that's, that's reasonable. understandable. Yeah. yeah. She'll pee on the carpet. Oh, man. But she, oh, I expect yeah. her to be the one pissing and shit everywhere. But right. I put the cameras up to watch. <laughs> I was gonna say, you have a camera in your in bedroom. In your bedroom. In yeah, that's bedroom. a move. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just in case something go down. <laughs> and you need to, And I need to up my ante on my social. Oh. <laughs> if I want a billion followers like a Kardashian. You know, yeah. You drop know. a little sex tape. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. But I get it. Because the animals kind of surround the bed and watch. I, I know. What do you think? I've always wondered because, you know, animals are always present. I kick them one. out. You don't kick you them do? out. I do. I, I want her out because they'll try and get in. Yeah, they try to get in it. Yeah. yeah she, she tries to get into it and I do kick her out sometimes or I close the door. But then they'll scratch at the door yeah. the whole time and cry outside mm-hmm. the door. Mm-hmm. Like something's happening to you. And I'm like, 
something is happening. You jealous bitch. And it's my <laughs> turn. <laughs> Have you ever felt weird with a guy? Like I felt weird before in that situation where I'm like, my dog's going to watch. Like, are you cool with that? <laughs> I felt weird you know? if it's his animal. If I'm like at his place and his animal's watching. And I'll be like, can you take the collar off the dog? And then I'll like oh, look yeah. all around the room and try to see if I see any cameras or anything. Have you ever been? Oh, yeah. Have like, you ever found? No, never no. found nothing. And my ex-husband had a, I found someone, he had a alarm clock that was a camera. What? That you didn't know you didn't about? Know? I didn't know. <gasps> I found that. Your mm. own husband? Mm-hmm. That's zero mm, chill. Little spy cam. Whoa. Did he use it on you? He definitely used it. Oh. And that's he, why he's okay. an ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. You should have told me I would have got dressed up for this situation. I know, right? It's like, have a little respect. I would have worn a cuter outfit I I to get did, out of. I would have performed a little better. Oh, right. I'd have been right. like more. You're like, ah! I know. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I know my <laughs> angles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? I'd have the lighting right in the room. Oh, yeah, my God. Give me a heads up, Trust dude. is a thing, man. I tell you. I also, well, we have some questions that we like to have fun with. Okay, let's have some fun. Yeah. Because it hasn't been any fun yet yeah, at all. No you know? fun at no, we all. We talked about a hundred things. <laughs> I know. Things men can't relate to but should listen to. Right? You'll learn something. You will. Men actually, you I feel know. like really like to hear what women actually talk about. Do you think I so? Feel, I do. I don't know about all men. Not all men. The single ones. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah I think so. I think they do want to know what we're talking about so they know what to do to like. Yeah. Conquer us or capture yeah. us. Capture. I don't know. They yeah. they Hunt gossip gather. way more than we do, though. So. Do you think that? I mean, yeah, I mean, they must, they right? Definitely do. Oh. You think? I think oh, we're the no. worst. No, 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 no. Men are the worst. They are. They okay. are the worst at gossip. <laughs> think about who owns all the gossip columns. Ooh. Oh, it's usually men. Yeah, that's true. They are the worst. <laughs> Super gossipers spread all the misinformation. It's a man. Yeah. You ever been to a barbershop? No. No. One day you got to go to a barbershop. Just sit in the corner quietly. Bring a couple of kids and bring one kid. And oh, yeah. I have a you got a son or something? Or maybe you just said, yeah. I want my daughter here cut today. Cut her hair off. Whatever. Just sit. And listen. And listen on a Saturday. <laughs> Damn, I don't want to be any of the women that sleep with these men. Oh, because they are talking about it. Wow. And here, I just thought women just talk about like, oh, Mm-mm. they be like, my girl was smelling like this. I don't know what that means. What is this? I think she got an infection. She did da 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 da. She this. Do you know her refrigerator looked like da da da? This girl did it. I had her in her the same time and da 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 da. Like, oh, they gossip. What? Gossipers. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to the barbershop. biggest gossips. <laughs> Your face. You know, you know, I, I do believe that. I believe there's different like qualities of men too. Some that do, some that don't. My brother said something to me the other day that made me so sick. And I was like, is this how guys talk? What did he say? Oh my God. He pointed out someone like and he was like, She looks like the kind of girl like when she sits down or when she opens her legs, it all f- unfolds and pours out. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, what does that mean? He's talking about a dick. <laughs> oh, he is? 
Whose vagina? No, he was talking about a vagina. out. That's what, what he mean? was talking about a vagina. And I said, what does that mean? And he's like, well, it looks like she's she got, had it a lot. Like, Oh, she, he's trying to say she got uh, like roast beef curtains, curtains on the yeah, inside. Yeah. yeah. Like and her I, inner oh, lips are bigger than her outer oh. lips. I was like, that's so mean that you would look at someone and think that and say that. And he's like, well, you got to think of that. Oh my god! And I was like, so guys, that's what all guys—that's what guys think, though. They do look at you and decide what your vagina looks like. They look at your mouth. That's when one dude's like, I can look at your mouth and kind of tell what your vagina looks what? like. What? What? And then How? that's when I told him, I look at your fingers and I can tell what your penis looks uh, like. That's actually <laughs> true. Is yeah. it? Yes. Yes. Dirty nails, dirty D. Keep keep that <gasps> thing away from me. And those like dirty nails, dirty D. Keep that thing away from me. Mm-hmm. And the stubbies, mm-hmm. like when they have stubby hands, like I can look at a guy's fingers and tell what their penis would look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, you can see how veiny it might be, <gasps> how thick it may be, how long it possibly could be. That's but right. the fingernail beds is really where it's at. You can tell if you got a mushroom head. If he chew his nails a lot, yeah. if his nails are chewed down, he jacks off a lot. He touches oh. himself a lot. Got a lot of nervous energy, and he's touching himself. Wow. That's my grandma taught me that, and it's true. I this There's been so many mind-blowing, like, just all this information. I it's true. I, and, I and, and anybody want to talk shit? I chew my nails and I never touch my dick. Well, I beg to differ, sir. You must put it in a pie then. You <laughs> got a fleshlight. You got something going on. You got a sex doll or something. You got a lot of nervous energy. And I believe that for women too. I believe that for like any anybody. Dirty nails, dirty D. Oh. Dirty nails, dirty V. Keep oh. that thing away from me. Yeah. Because you're scratching this stuff all day. You're touching yourself. Okay. I, I feel good about my nails. I'm like, oh my right God, God, I had to look, look at my side. nails. Um, yeah. No, we're good. Like, I got a little mustard under there because I had, <laughs> I had a little mustard. So I got a little, but what about a dude that's like working, you know, with his hands, He's like a outside, like, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. You, you can still tell about it? the hands. Okay. You can still tell what that dick yeah, yeah. looks like. Yeah, okay. yeah, you can. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. And it might not be as dirty as we think it might be. Right. But, but, if he, if he got dirt under his nails though, <laughs> yeah, and it's like dirty all around the nail bed and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I bet you them balls is funky. <laughs> just a little something. Yeah. Bet you a little yeasty. Musty. <laughs> bet you he scratched himself at least three times during the a day. He scratches crotch. Oh. Yeah, men are yeasty too. They get yeast infections. They call it jock itch. Right. Right. No, yeasty. that's a yeast infection. That's a yeasty beastie. Yeah, because even if a man's a mechanic and he's getting dirty, that's one thing. By the time he if you see his hands dirty, his balls are sweaty mm-hmm. and musty. So mm-hmm. if he takes a shower right. and cleans out his nails, but there's some people that take a shower and they're just, they're they not really even wash, get in there and, They don't you wash know? under there. Yeah. Oh my God. And they got grease breakup stuff for that. I know a lot of mechanics, beautiful, beautiful hands. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They go out, like, we go right. out, they, their hands are clean. Right. Oh my God, I'm just going to be inspecting hands and nails you from should. here on out. You I, I will. And if that fingernail bed is wide at the tip, that yeah. dick is wide. Oh, <laughs> wide at the tip. And you can look at your fingers and tell what kind of, like, I would have a fat, short penis. <laughs> I'd have short. such a long, oh. I'd have the longest, skinniest penis of all time. My anyway. hands are so little. You, you would have, have the right now, but your fingernail beds, look how long your fingernail beds are. You probably wouldn't have the biggest tip, but you would have a nice, <laughs> Yeah, this oh, take the so paint off better. and look at it and see. Yeah, yeah. oh my god, mine, like, I mine, would, mine would be like short and fat. 
someone's like, do you want a picture of my dick? You're like, no, send your hands, please. Yeah, send me your fingers. I want all your imagination. I you look. So my grandma had told me the dirty nails, dirty thing, right? When I was like 21, I started going on all these dates, and every date I would go on, I would bring a disposable camera, and I would be like. I cannot take a picture of your dick so I can think about you later. And every guy would be like, what? No, that's crazy. <laughs> okay, sure. And then oh. they would hold their penis. Like, they would be like, it's not even hard yet. Wait, let me let me get a little hard or whatever. And I'm like, I'd give them a kiss on the cheek or something. And they would get hard. And they would hold their penis. And you would see their nails. And you would <gasps> see their penis. And you could see how it matched. What? Do you still have all these pictures? I wanted to make it a coffee table book and I had like 26 dicks in there (gasps) and I probably only actually like dealt with five or four of them actually penetrated. But my (laughs) ex-husband made me throw away all (gasps) my pictures. No! Because he said that was disrespectful to him. Oh, I kind of get that. I get that, but I would have hit him or I would have done something. I tried to keep it. But he, yeah, he he did it himself. Yeah. If my if my husband had a bunch of girls holding their vaginas, I'd be like, we might want to get okay, rid of that I mean, now. I can see that. I get it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But On we can side. always we can always um ask people send in their pictures and make the coffee well, table book so anyways. So many in my DMs as it is. Oh, do you just snap. get like Random. unsolicited just here's a dick. Yeah, and then I reply back, this will be in my coffee table book. Thanks. Um, and <laughs> I didn't ask for this, but I will use it. Right. Thank you. Yeah. And you should have sent your credit score if you really wanted to fuck with me. <laughs> like because I want a building. Score, I go on dates with guys that send their credit score. Do you really? That's so that's the opener you're looking for. You're like, yeah. you're responsible. Credit, yeah. are you? Right. I'm 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 going out with you. Are you responsible? Right. Will you take care of me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can take care of your financial stuff, you might could take care of me. Let's see how you treat your heart. Let's see. That's that's my first like. I mean, if a bank won't give you a house because your credit score bad, why would I give you my body and soul? Mm. Damn. I mean, it goes back to when we, you were saying I don't want a traditional wedding. I thought you were going to be like, I want a beautiful party celebrating love. And you're like, no, I want a trust fund, and I want <laughs> us both to be putting in it. And I don't want. That. And I was yeah. like, but that's. I mean, it's so. I mean, I like the way your mind works. I'm just saying saying. it. it, The whole point of marriage is to build a whole nother community. Uh. You're building a community. You're having these kids. You're making people. You're building business. You're bringing two families together to create a bigger family, more help for each other. Mm -hmm. The more of us, the stronger we are. Mm -hmm. It's not an individual sport, right? Right. And I need to know I can trust you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I need to know you got something to lose. Mm -hmm. And it ain't just me. Right. That's why we need to get a building together. <laughs> right. And how do we take care of this building together? How do we manage this together? And, you know, if you give me a 20-unit building, I don't need no carrots. Because I'll get the carrots out of one of the units. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Could buy Off of one month's rent, we could buy a ring. Mm-hmm. And I want a nice ring. So off of six months' rent, <laughs> we could buy that ring. But then our kids will always have. We can be putting money in college fund. We can be putting money here. Like, we'll always have. Even if we lose the house we live in, we can go move into one of the units. Yeah. We'll never be homeless. Fuck, I need a building. I need a building. We need a building. <laughs> we all need a building. Just one apartment building or a duplex. Something. Yeah, something. Yeah. That's Even a shopping takeaway. center. Something. Sure. Nail salon. Something. Yeah. <laughs> something. That that owning the land, though, we need the deed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then we can put whatever we want on there. 
We could tear it down, put something else if we want. But it'll always be feeding our kids. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. What's up with them questions? Yep. Yeah. All right. Because I will talk your head off about everything. Oh, we, we want that's it all. What we want. Oh, you're stranded on an island with three people. Oprah, Amy Schumer, and Channing Tatum. Mm -hmm. You can only save one. Who would it be? I love Oprah. But me and her can't make no babies. So I'm going to save Channing Tatum so we can make more people. Great. Smart. Yeah, we, we had to. I love all three of them people, though. Yeah. I don't even know Channing like that. I just love him because he look, he danced good. That's what we thought. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to save him because we can make more people. Yeah. I got I got I got eggs left. So I got eggs left. <laughs> Who would you save? Oh. And don't ask me. All of us have to save Channing yeah. so that we can make more people and do the blue lagoon again. Right. <laughs> That's right. Remake. Blue Lagoon. If you had to date one of these, which would you choose? A hoarder, mm. Elvis Presley impersonator, mm. or only speaks in a fake British accent? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, definitely not the Elvis impersonator, unless he's impersonating Elvis, is young Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> not dead Elvis. Not dead Elvis. <laughs> But I would go with the fake British accent. Mm -hmm. um, but I would be comfortable with the hoarder because I am a hoarder oh. of emotions and clothing <gasps> and paper sometimes. <laughs> I love to keep receipts. <laughs> I but I've relate. got the neat jet thing now and like I'm very good at scanning and throwing oh. away. Oh. I'm getting better at that. I think I need that. Yeah, I need that. Jet. All right. You're going down for a murder you didn't commit. Mm-hmm. You have the chance to frame someone to get out of it. Who do you frame? My ex-husband. <laughs> um, anyone who's hated on me on social media. Uh, liars. Anyone who's lied on me. That's what the, Yes, I would, I would frame someone who's lied on me already and tried to destroy me. I would I take back my ex-husband. I wouldn't even, even though he's lied to. But I would take, take that back. And um, yes, the liars. I would frame the liars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the liars. They did it. And the lawyers are the liars. Because <laughs> the they're liars. Because they're liars, too. <laughs> oh, it's my amazing. God. I love it. Okay, should we do one more? I mean, what is your... Okay, so I guess I might need to explain. What is your ideal murder scene? If you had to be murdered, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. how do you want to get murdered? If I had to be murdered, I would want to be... Uh, I would want to be slightly poisoned and the poison would not activate until I had an orgasm <laughs> and I die just as the orgasm is finished and I'm tingly all over and I just fucking die I mean oh my come God. on I can't, I can't but that's sense. a perfect way to die yeah oh it's God. like <laughs> That's what I will want. Let me ask and then for I more. Just, and okay, then I just, okay, I know and then it's I so good. I'm, fart. Oh my god! Not even a fart. It's a queen. Wake up! Wake up! Oh my god! And I don't wake up. And that's it. Yeah, and then it's my it's it's my liar. It's the liar that I don't work out for. No, it's my ex husband, and he goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, how great would no, that date like? Yeah, I don't want him to go to jail. It would be one of the liars. The could, lawyers to the liar. The lawyers to the liar. <laughs> could you imagine that dateline? She was slightly poisoned while <laughs> orgasming. <laughs> well, she was poisoned with a very rare poison that only takes effect once you orgasm. Yeah. So in the midst of her orgasm, she dies. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Everybody's like, what the fuck is that poison? I need that shit. <laughs> start selling on a black market. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god give me the tiffany i want the tiffany <laughs> oh my god oh you my gotta god. die that would be the way to go i think oh my god if you had to s- adopt a celebrity to be your kid like they're gonna live with you you have to take care of them they don't have to be a kid mm-hmm. who would you adopt i would adopt who's the most sufficient self-sufficient <laughs> um but i would have fun with I would probably adopt. Sharon Stone. Oh. I would adopt Sharon Stone or Taylor Swift or Jada Pinkett Smith. What are your reasons? I enjoy all of them. Um, they're all really smart. They know how to take care of themselves. And um, but at the same time, uh, I know that there's things that I can teach them and things that they could teach me. Oh, that's amazing. That. Mm-hmm. What can you say at the dinner table that you can also say in bed? <laughs> Your face. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> More gravy. <laughs> Hand me that napkin. <laughs> Please. (laughs) Can you get me some water? (laughs) Oh, I'm so thirsty. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. I see another one. These are fun. (laughs) We should have started with this. All right. Who would you cast opposite you in The Odd Couple? Cast opposite me in The Odd Couple? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. I love it. Mm-hmm. I would watch it. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. She's funny. <laughs> or she funny. Angela Bassett. Okay. Only because she is funny, but nobody knows it yet. I didn't know she was funny. She is funny. Or Viola Davis. Viola Davis is hilarious. <laughs> <gasps> Meryl Streep. Okay, I would have a, it would be a multicast. It would I be love a lot it. Of people. The odds couple. <laughs> the odds the couple. The odds couples. <laughs> if you had to pick a song to play every time you walked into a room, what would it be? This what success look like. This what money look like. This what fame look like. It's what it look like. It's what it look like. Yeah, I get the money, get the money, get the money. Yeah, I get the money, get the money, get the paper. Yeah, I get the money, get the money, get the money. Yeah, you know what? Let me play that shit right now. <laughs> It's my song that I made. First off, oh, bitch, this oh not a costume. God. You can't afford it, so don't ask what it costs, boo. Go viral. Every time I walk through, talk to me nice or I'm not the bitch to talk to. Whole nother status, call me Miss Haddish. Unless you talking paper, Nick, nothing else matters. I'm going down as greatest of all time. Hold up your glasses. Let's touch like, huh? <laughs> this is what fame look like. This what success look like. This what money look like. It's what it look like. It's what it look like. Yeah. That's what I would that's what I would play. Oh my god. You wanna hear it for real? Yeah. yeah. I want that to play every oh time I walk god. in a room. Yeah. Every time. 
That's what I say to all my hoes. Let me do it again. It's what it looked like. It's what it looked like. Hey, hey, it's what it looked like. It's what it looks 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 like. What it looks like. What it looks like. Yeah, I get the money. So Lil Wayne is on this song and Snoop Dogg. I'm dropping it this summer. Yeah, it's a she ready summer. Oh, this is not a costume. <laughs> Go viral. Every time you walk through, talk to me nice or I'm not the bitch to talk to. Holding up steps, call me Miss Haddish. Unless you talk to Patrick, nigga, nothing else matters. Okay, that's oh my it. God. That's fucking amazing. Oh my God. I got another one with Little John. You want to hear that? Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me play a little sample of that for you. Wait. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is amazing. Yes. Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. Let's go. Take go party to the I don't even have a Lamborghini beat. <laughs> but she has all her eggs in her. <laughs> okay, that's that. That's, oh that's, my that's god, amazing. I fucking love it. You want to hear another one? This one's some baby making music. Oh, Let's yeah. Let me give you a little sample of yep. this baby making because I want people to make more babies because I think it's necessary. We need more <laughs> babies. They're trying to wipe us out. We need more babies, more babies, <laughs> more humans. <laughs> oh. This baby making music. Don't pull out. Don't pull out. Without you, I'm tossing and turning. Got me so hot that my body is burning. They all in my bed want to know what I'm running. I block out the cars because they're no concern. Pull over right now, put the Lambo in park. Wait till it's dark, make love in the park. Call you a thief because you're still in my heart from the bottom. I went to the top of the charge. And maybe I won't go back tonight. Do all of the things that you like. From sun up to sunrise. Want you to let me stay inside. Baby, don't pull out. That's Alex Bond singing. God, the people on, you know. You ain't gotta leave, no. Put your love with me, oh. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Oh that's my God, I don't, I, don't want y'all to get, I don't want y'all to get pregnant up in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm pregnant. Not yet. <laughs> pregnant now. Yeah. It's my baby. Give me my baby. <laughs> so good. That is legit baby making music. Oh my music. God. Yeah, that's baby making that's music. Like real. I got like I got like two baby making music songs and then the rest is all like dance good times oh my god joy. i fucking love it that's yeah so i can't awesome. wait yeah all right we're gonna ask you this last one if yeah you're cool what's the last one that one. Oh. <clears throat> are you asking oh what would you yeah. do if you found a dead body in a hotel room if if i found a dead body in a hotel room i would uh take pictures <laughs> on my phone then i would turn around and walk out of the room Go down to the front desk and be like, y'all gave me a room that is occupied by a dead body. I'm going to need y'all to go in there and handle that. Um, and y'all need to give me another room and get my bags and shit up out of there. Um, if my bags was already there, like if I had already checked in and then went and did a show and came back and it was a dead body in there. Or if I had just showed up and it was a dead body, I would have left my bags and came down and made them take my bags up out of there and get the, get the hell up out of there. You'd stay in the same hotel, though? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Probably because it's a five-star hotel. <laughs> if I'm there, it's four to five stars. So probably. Uh, or if it was just like the hotel seemed very raggedy, then I would demand that they pay for me to stay at another hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if there was a dead body in that hotel room, I'd be like, okay, somebody's stalking me. Right. <laughs> it might be me. Right? It might be me. It, yeah. it, I doubt it's me, though. <laughs> I doubt that. I'm not, I'm not a murderer type person. I don't think I could kill another human being. I could definitely kill your soul. I could say some mean things, hurt you. I could break your spirit. Mm-hmm. But your body, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't, I want you to live. <laughs> I, want, I want all my enemies to live. Painfully. Live. Live a long life. Full, full, full of an itchy crotch. That's what sometimes <laughs> I pray for my enemies to get chronic crotch itch. Hmm. Like an itch in a crotch that never is satisfied, no matter how much they scratch, no matter what, it still itches for two years straight. <laughs> no satisfaction in the itch. I pray for that for some people. We're gonna hold in that prayer with you Thank right you. now. We're gonna Thank hold you. that vision Heavenly for you. Father, yes, we approach. <laughs> oh my throne. God, the crotch itch. Oh my God, that, <laughs> chronic crotch. Chronic itch. crotch. That is amazing. We mm-hmm. had some like sex ones. Anyway, you that was amazing. You fucking, I, you're so incredible. Like you know your soul, everything. You're fucking hilarious. Obviously, we know this, and so you much guys fun. Are incredible. Oh, though. you're so easy to talk to. Aww. I love your eyeballs. Your eyes are saying the truth. Like, yeah. you're really here, genuine, present. And I love that about you guys. Aww. Yeah. So. Thanks for saying that. That goes a long way. That's so sweet. And you're so if you need me for anything, I'll show up. I might Wait. be I might be 20 minutes late because that's just how I roll. <laughs> I was born two weeks late. So. <laughs> oh. Okay. So I'm well, always we'll be. Weeks? Yeah, I was born two wow. weeks late. So. Wow. Somebody lied to time. somebody. Yeah. I don't know. But right. I. We'll always show up for you. I just will probably be 20 minutes. <laughs> we will take just it. We'll that. take it. Just yeah. know that about me. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but <laughs> that's just who I am. If you want me somewhere on time, lie to me by 20 minutes. <laughs> Tiffany, we need Deal. you here at 1140. Right. Right. I'll be there at 12. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be there. But you'll be there. I will show up. I will show up. Aww, I just, yeah, yeah, I want you every day just to, you know, narrate life. So. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want, I'll just say, you give me your phone number. I'll send you random messages. 
I'm good for that. Get up, rise and shine. It's time to be successful. You made it. You was able to push the button to hear this shit. Now it's time to do something amazing. Go use the restroom and wipe your own ass. You win. You win because you could wipe your own ass. Go out and take the day. We're, we're keeping you. Yeah, we're keeping. That's the you kind of messages I leave from my I'm friends. gonna. We're yeah. exchanging numbers right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll just randomly send you that. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank so you much. so much. <laughs> See y'all later. That's right. Hi guys. Hi. Hello. Tell me. Tell you what? I don't know what's been going on. Someone's fucking chipper. <laughs> Am I? I didn't sleep. I couldn't fall asleep till like two in the morning. You're just so excited to come record with us. Did you get laid last night or something? <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> no, I could not fall asleep till like two. And then I was up at like seven. So we're not home right now. And Briar and I are in sharing a bed that's like, it's either a full or a queen. I feel like it's a full, but she still refuses to be on any other side of the bed. She is on me, and I have, you know, Olivia, you know how it goes. So anyway, I just constantly am being woken up by limbs. <laughs> but I wouldn't have it any other way, so. You wouldn't have it any other way? Well, no, I love sleeping with my little kid and the cuddly, and it's the best ever. What? Why are you looking at me I don't, like that, Olivia? I don't know. I feel like your mood is sus. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> My mood is sus. I didn't sleep, Rob, so I'm like, Rob, do you feel an extra oomph in her, or is it just? Yeah, me? doesn't doesn't feel believable. I don't know. Right? I don't trust when she's like this. What? You, right? It's sus. What the hell are you talking about? And quite cringe. <laughs> Cr Speaking of cringe, okay. So I keep seeing these things that are like people's like biggest icks. Yeah. You know, the in thing. like a romantic partner or person. Like, for example. <laughs> There was like a video and this girl was like, oh, my newest ick is watching my boyfriend ride a horse. Cause he was like, <laughs> he like didn't know how to ride a horse. <laughs> and it was really funny. So there's an example. I, I have an ick. I knew you would. And, and here's the thing is that, so if Jeff's eating like a sandwich or something or eating anything, if he gets any sort of food in his scruffle, that's an ick that's an ick and I'll be like yeah mm. and just I'll be specifically like, you have... Jeff though or is this like any intimate partner yeah it's anyone food on the face like if you have a little mustard there really like, that's an ick it's an ick hmm also bad shoes are an ick oh bad jeans are an ick yeah one time I broke up with a guy because he was wearing a bandana that's an ick a bandana is an ick <laughs> Was it Halloween? Wait, you no. mean, how was it being worn? Well, this is what I heard, okay? And I was in my 20s. I, obviously, this is different. But <laughs> okay. like, you didn't even witness it? You just heard he wore a bandana? I didn't even witness it. My friend came over and he was like, hey, I saw that guy you're dating. And he was in a convertible wearing a bandana on his head with three other guys wearing bandanas on their heads. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. We're done here. <laughs> Oh my god! I think for me, it's more the like uniform bandana wearing in a convertible. Yeah, that was a nick. Yeah, that's okay. I can feel you on that. They're like protecting their flocks from throwing. 
in a uniform know, bandana. It just felt wrong. It does feel a little wrong. Not to be judgmental, but that does feel a little ick. Rob, do you have an ick? No. I can't think of any. I can't think of any icks. You can't Put think of any icks? I'm like, Olivia probably knows mine better than I do or that I could think of. Things ick you that aren't explainable. Like what? Like people, like you'll be just be, you'll just be like, I, I don't like his face. What? <laughs> um, other icks. Uh, I don't love if like someone has a white head they haven't attended to on their face when you're talking to them. Like I feel like you probably know it's there. Although I kind of respect people that just like let it go and want it naturally to take care of itself. But like, let's say you're on a date and there's like a white head staring at you. I feel like. It's a little ick. It's a little bit of an ick. I mean, I could get past it, but you're definitely, oh, like, um, oh no, this is an episode of Friends. This isn't my brain. (laughs) Where like he talks about like the gunk or sleep in the person's eye that is like so much gunk in their eye and it's an ick for Chandler. That's not my ick. That's Chandler's, (laughs) but it's an ick. I'll take that as an ick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'd say, uh, them getting like too drunk. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not a good. Or, look. I mean, or even like smoking cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> Olivia and yeah. I are like, yeah, not for us. No, <laughs> the, I love it. How about if someone eats their boogers as an adult? Ew! What the what heck? If, That's what dates are you the going? On? Biggest ick. I'm just saying. That's I've seen it done. Spickable. I've seen Ooh. it done. You've seen it done. I have. I have from someone you a know. Human? I mean, no, like in passing. But still, that's an ick. That's a super ick. That's a super ick. This is a super obvious one, but like guys that drive really extravagant cars for no reason. Like if there's a reason for it, like you really are into race car driving or cars or whatever. But like trying to like just spend all your money just to flash a car, you know? I don't like flashy guys in general, to be honest. No, you don't like the guy that walks in with like, yeah. you rolled up your sleeve to show your rolly, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more icks than we realize. There are. Weren't there some, like, I know we read some and we were like dying laughing because they were so accurate, but now I can't think. There's so many. I think they were overheard LA. Oh, was it? Posted, yeah, I look think. it up. And, but. You know, we talk about this a lot. Like, if the guy asks you out on a date, but, like, doesn't offer to pay, I mean, that's an ick, I think, you know? Just, like, a gentlemanly courtesy. You don't have to accept it, but, like, just the courtesy of it, right? Yeah. What about when guys wear sunglasses on the opposite? That's an ick for me. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So good. (laughs) That's an ick. That's so good. That is a bit of an ick. It's the opposite of a panty dropper. It's the opposite of a panty dropper. It's a chastity belt. Yeah. Yeah, that's an ick. Oh, this sounds mean, though. We're being, we're bullying people for their creative for their expressions. <laughs> yeah. For their creative expressions. You're, you're not bullying anyone. You're just saying your preference. Poor people. You're just trying to judge people before you know them at all. <laughs> Yeah, but if someone hears that and they're the guy that wears their sunglasses on the back of their head, they might hear that and be like, oh, I always thought that was a panty dropper. Maybe I put them on my eyes. (laughs) Maybe they belong on my eyes. Here's the biggest question. Can you get 
past ick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, it depends on what the ick is, but yes. Well, yeah. I mean, like, is a complete... there an ick you can't get past? Yeah, like a complete abusive asshole. That would be a hard one to get past. <laughs> well, I think that's beyond an ick. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, I think yes, absolutely, you can. You're an example of that, Olivia. We've talked about mm -hmm. this with Jeff. Jeff's definitely worn sunglasses in the back of his head like that. Probably. No, he hasn't, Rob. <laughs> what do you have against Jeff? I what? like Jeff, but he's definitely done that. You were talking about his true religion yeah. genes. Rob right now has glasses done... on the back of his baseball cap. <laughs> Not true. Have you ever worn glasses like that, Rob? No. Are you sure? Absolutely sure. You know who I would forgive? If Dax wore his glasses on the back of his head, I would forgive that. See, there's certain people that can get away with certain things. Yeah, that's different. Right? There's you some, agree, like, right? extra swag that it comes off as confident and not Like, dorky. they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think either no. of you could pull it off, but if, like... I could fucking uh, pull it off. Tiffany <laughs> Haddish did it, I, would, I wouldn't care. Absolutely. She is someone that could pull off anything. I agree with that. What about sunglasses inside? Mm, that's... Oh, uh, Nicole, our friend Nicole can do it. Yeah, there's certain people that can do it. Like Anna Wintour, obviously, that's her thing. She can do it. Nicole can do it. I I just can't not think about how it's affecting their visibility. <laughs> that's where your and, mind goes? Yeah. Uh, like, I wouldn't be able to move around in here if I was wearing my sunglasses. <laughs> that's really funny. I like that your practical brain's like, well, how are they seeing anything? Yes, this is, makes sense. Take them off. You guys, we got a lot of questions from our audience. Would you like to answer them? All of them? Yes. Let's do a couple. Let's do a few. Let's do a couple. Yeah. All right. How do you feel about a partner liking their ex's posts? That's totally circumstantial and situational. Yeah, it depends on the context. Yeah. If it's like a thirsty beach selfie, that's one thing. Well, let, let's use actual people. Do you care if Natalie stays in contact with exes? Like if she's liking all her exes' posts or vice versa, do you think she would care if you liked your exes' posts? No, we've been together long enough that I think that's far enough removed that it doesn't really, wouldn't really bother either of us. What about you, Lou? Yeah, you'd, you'd be jealous. <laughs> It depends on the ex, right? It depends on the ex. Yeah. And I wouldn't be jealous as much as I would be like questioning what's up with that. Like why? What's the point of that? But I like all my ex-boyfriends posts and I have good relationships with them all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's where the context comes in of you're like an overliker. So if Olivia's liking something, then Jeff's not going to care because she likes everything. He doesn't care at all. I do think, and yeah, he is not jealous of anyone I've been with in the past because it's the past. That's very. Well, I also healthy. think once you have once you have kids with someone too, it's like not even really worth being jealous. I think it's not a bad sign because to me, I'm like it's not really shady. Everyone's gonna know you liked their post. It's not like you're DMing them like, "Ooh, that was right. hot." That would be annoying. But if you like their posts, it's like. It's out for the Everyone public to see. see that. It's out for the public. There's nothing really shady about that. Right. 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 
Yeah, I do think it's so tricky, you know, and Instagram can put so many things in your head, right? Like, they liked this post. What does this mean? Or like this model or whatever. Lou's like, Jeff started following Emrata. <laughs> we were like dying. <laughs> I think that if they're liking an ex's post, it depends on the context. It depends on the picture. If it's like, <laughs> like Rob said, like if it's like thirst traps and they're liking it, I guess that could be a little bit annoying. Well, okay. You're a relatively jealous person, admittedly, right, Olivia? No. With Jeff? Not at all. Mm. I've been jealous in maybe two circumstances in our 10-year relationship. What were they? Which were? <laughs> One, I could tell someone was talking about this girl, oh, yeah. and I looked at his face, and I could tell he found her attractive. And for some reason, it weirded me out because he's so particular. Like, I'll I'll show him, like, the hottest girl in the world. Like, I love playing that game with him. I'll be like, do you think this person's hot? You know, like, I actually like playing that game. You do that a lot. You're and like, who are my friends? Like, she's just always yeah, grilling Yeah, like, him. I get annoyed if he doesn't find people attractive. But one time, I could tell by his face that he found someone attractive in a way that made me uncomfortable. I only get jealous of the thought, like, when I say I wouldn't let him sleep with other people. Right. Got it. Yeah. You yeah. know? Was this, like, a coworker? Is that why it was also a... Uh, yeah. It was... Touchier subject? It was a coworker in the past. Okay. Yeah. I get that. And that made me feel weird. Yeah, and not just someone at the coffee shop. Right. No, if it's someone in the coffee shop... I want to know who he finds attractive, and I actually like to know. Mm -hmm. But I'm always surprised. Just like she has to know what people order to eat at a restaurant. It's the same brain maneuvering. All right, let's do another one. Okay. Any advice or tips on how to introduce someone I'm dating, a new man, after a divorce? Divorce. Divorce. After a divorce. <gasps> <laughs> Divorce. <laughs> Thank you. To teenage kids, it oh. seems terrifying to mention going out on a date with a new guy or eventually introducing someone you may be slightly serious about. I think we'll so let what's, Rachel wait, take what's this one. the actual question? How, like, how any tips or advice on introducing a new man you're dating to a teenage, teenage. child? Teenage. We have a friend who has a new boyfriend who has teenage children i don't think she's met them yet but that's tough you know because the older they get they're more uh you know they're what's the word i'm looking the personality for personality they're more personable and what what'd you, what'd you what word did you say olivia assholes no <laughs> accustomed they're real to, humans accustomed to you know their surroundings how life is blah 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 so i i, I think it could be trickier because of that um, but it also depends on the kid. Like, is it an asshole teenager or is it, you know, a good teenager? <laughs> but I don't know that there's any right way to go about it. I would say not forcing too much of the new person into their daily routine too quickly. Not, you know, having the partner sleep over for probably a long time. Like little things like that, but like slowly, mm -hmm. you know, incorporating when you're all going to go do something, but not super intimate settings. 
Yeah. I would think that's like a more gentler way. It's like when you introduce new dogs and you meet at a park in the open with like, you don't just bring them into a house. I feel like maybe yeah. the same rule applies. Could I go to a dog park? Just go to a dog park. Let them let meet in a field and then... Must love dogs. Back away. Yeah. That's my two I cents. think that's really solid advice. Thanks. It doesn't happen often. I'm shocked. So I know. <laughs> that's usually, usually your wheelhouse. See, I'm telling you guys, no sleep. Here's one thing that comes to me is this, I feel, as a parent, would be tricky and hard to do. But as an outsider, I think it would be beneficial is don't worry about whether the teenager likes the dude. Mm. Like, don't try and push that on them. Allow them to have their feelings. Mm -hmm. Allow them to be annoyed or upset or whatever it is and just give it time and give it space and don't try and, like, push them to feel any way other than the way they're feeling and kind of just allow the space for that. Like, yeah, it's okay if you like them. It's okay if you don't, you know. That's very healthy. Yeah. And supportive. Mm-hmm. I need time. How many times do we do that? <laughs> what do you do yeah. if you see yourself married with the person you're with, but they don't believe in marriage? Huh? You dump them. Wait, you're married to the person that doesn't believe no, no, in no. marriage? No, no, no. You see yourself. Mm -hmm. You no, see no, yourself no. marrying this oh. significant other. You're with someone You're and you someone. see that as the person that you want to marry, but they don't believe in marriage. So this this falls under the whole, can you change someone? You can't, but like, can people change, right? I mean, I feel like this falls more under that umbrella. That's tough though, because I feel like, believe who they are when they show you the first time. I know I'm getting that, my answer, the quote, like not absolutely correct, but I do believe in that. I think the question is more, it's not, can you change that person's perspective on marriage? It's, can you change yours? Right. So right. I think it, it's a lot easier to change your own perspective than someone else's. Mm. And you have to get right with what your value system is. And if that's a non-negotiable, then you walk. Like what's more important, right? Exactly. I think it also depends on why they don't want to get married. Is it just because they don't believe in marriage as a construct and they're fine being in a committed relationship long term? Like, that's more important than the actual technical side of being married for tax purposes or whatever it is. Right. And is there a medium? Like, maybe it's not a legal marriage, but maybe there is a ceremony of love. Maybe there is a commitment. Maybe there is mm -hmm. those things that, you know someone would value in a marriage i think it's really about your value system mm -hmm. and deciding what is it that you really want to experience in marriage and asking yourself is it possible to experience that without the legal paper and if it's not then yeah well yeah when you actually get married not a lot changes at least for us, it was everything was still the same. We were living together before, we we're living together after. It's not like that marriage certificate changed anything, even mentally or physically. But I think it's it more did for me. Except we finally, we finally did, we finally had sex for the first time. <laughs> once we got married. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> it did change things for me. In what way? It felt safer. Mm. in a weird way mm -hmm. like it just felt like okay well that's done like mm -hmm. 
there's this this commitment that we're in. I don't know. It just felt like I could relax almost more into the relationship. I think that for me, energetically, it felt safer. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'll get half of his money if anything happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, I feel real safe. I'm feeling safe. I think it's more of like a commitment question. Like, is it they don't believe in marriage because of the commitment aspect? Because I feel like that is a whole other thing. Yeah, but I just if, want to keep mm-hmm. my options open. Right. I'm not going to get married. Right. But if it's if it's literally just the marriage certificate, but they're willing to commit, then I feel like if that person is your person, you know, you probably could be more willing to compromise that. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. If they're coming from like a household that their parents got divorced six times and they just think that it's a... Right. It's a useless thing. Uh-huh. Then like that context is fine versus it's just some guy that's like, I I just feel too claustrophobic and I need my options open so I'm never going to get married. Right. Personally, I would love just like if I was with someone that I wanted a commitment, whatever, I'd be super excited just to have like a party in a white dress and none of the legalities. That sounds great. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, and, and no prenup is needed at that point, right? Well, yeah, because that's also an awkward conversation in some situations, you know? I think in most situations. Most situations. How was it for <laughs> yeah, you, Lou? Did you guys talk about it? Yeah. We have an ironclad prenup. <laughs> I can't take any of your money. (laughs) No, we did talk about it, but... Was it awkward or fine? I mean, it was fine because neither of us wanted a prenup. Right. You know, but I think to be 100% honest, like, I think every conversation I've heard of people that do want prenups, it's an awkward conversation. It was awkward when I brought it up with Natalie. She signed a prenup? Post-nup. I, why, after we were married, I was like, we need such to a get liar. something, <laughs> we need to get something in writing. You're a liar. <laughs> I know people that had a prenup, but then there was a postnup once they had kids that the prenup was out the window. Yeah. People do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's awkward. It is awkward. It's a, it's an acknowledgement that there's not a trust there that you're willing to gamble your money on. It, and that's the part that feels weird. But if I was in a situation where I had a ton to protect, I would probably feel different. Yeah, yeah. It's different right. if it's Leonardo DiCaprio trying to protect yeah. like hundreds I would of millions say, of dollars. I think he should get a prenup. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how he feels about this person. Yeah. Right. Anyone with that kind of wild success, I would be like, eh, protect it. Right. I think, too, for children's sake. like. Uh-huh. I think that when someone has a child, they definitely should get a prenup. Because then you don't want some dude coming in. Like, imagine Rachel. Oh, you mean if they she, have an existing child with yeah. another? Okay. Wait, explain. Like if, someone, like, like, if you met someone today and married them and didn't get a prenup, and then they walk away with half of your money that could have gone to Briar, I feel oh, like no, that's... No. Yeah. That's what I mean. I yeah. think when people have children, they're better served to have a prenup. Mm. All right. Well, that's a good question then. If you were entering a new relationship, Rachel, getting married, yeah, would you get a prenup? Well, who am I marrying? <laughs> someone that doesn't right? have more money than you. Oh, someone who doesn't have more money than me? 
Correct. So everybody is this knows. to protect your wealth. <laughs> um, I'm just making a joke. Uh, would I get a prenup if they didn't? Yeah, if they didn't have, for sure, I would protect whatever I have to make sure it goes to Briar. If I was marrying someone that maybe had less means than I did, for sure. And what if it was the opposite? Would you be offended if you were marrying someone with more means if they then came to you and said they wanted a prenup Absolutely. to protect their money? If <laughs> 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 I listen, motherfucker. <laughs> it is a touchy subject, though, you know, because I am a romantic. I love fucking romance. Like, I do. Like, a romantic comedy, I want to live in one, you know? That is my heart and soul. <laughs> So there is that aspect of like, oh, that doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? It's a mm -hmm. weird thing. So that's why I think I'm just going to declare this. I, you know, I think that if I ever go down that road of wanting to commit more fully with someone, it'll be like a commitment ceremony and none of the legal shit. So none of this applies. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I think I just I think why well, I say I think because <laughs> I declare it. <laughs> yeah. Depends on the partner, though. It does. Circumstantial. But anyway, we really went off on a tangent and went into prenups with that person's question. <laughs> Here's another question. Okay. So when this person sends a long text to their boyfriend, he just responds with a slight mistake that she made in the text message. Yeah, that's my favorite go-to if it's like a hostile text from someone. That is my move. I know. I was thinking that. I was like, well, I know how Rachel feels about this. Oh, my God. That's really funny. You guys answer first. He won't address any of the things in the text. He'll just respond with the mistake. How do you feel about that? Well, what's the text? What's the context of the text, though? I think that's an important thing we're missing. I think that all of our answers are it depends on the context. No, here's a scenario him. where it's okay. And here's a scenario where so it's So basically, not. guys, just be a little more detailed and specific in the questions. <laughs> and we'll get, you'll get specific answers. What do you do in that situation? I will answer after. Sounds like a funny bit to me. Um, but I could also see how it's very annoying on the other end. Yeah. I would just send him a bunch of like eggplant emojis back or something. My favorite is though, I, on I only use this move when it's a unpleasant text from like someone. Let's say you're in an argument or it's hostile or whatever. My favorite is just addressing either the grammatical error or the spelling error and doing an asterisk with the correction. That, that only is making them matter. Maybe this is someone writing in about you. <laughs> <laughs> that I've done it? <laughs> I would just, what I would do, I would just resend the text with the correction and just send the paragraph back. That's a good move. No, I think that if it's not, I think that if it's not a hostile text and it's just someone talking to you, I think that's rude to do, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, it's Lou, definitely rude either way. Yeah, it's rude. Well, but it's yes, kind of funny. It's, it's kind of funny. It depends on the text, like we said. But if it's just a normal text and they're writing you, writing you and asking you things or whatever, and you just respond with that, I think that's messed up. Let's get another question. Okay. okay. Oh, interesting. My mother-in-law's new husband doesn't treat my kids the way we want. He talks down to them, snaps at them, and has physically pulled them away. How do we handle this so that our kids have a relationship with their grandma, but we make sure that they're comfortable and safe? Oof. Ooh, yikes. Well, first and foremost, like, I would think that 
they would maybe try to talk to the mom, but I know all situations, you never know what that's like. But I think you really have to talk to the kids and prepare them and give them the tools and how to handle someone like that. No? I think you need to talk to the grandpa. Well, yeah, I was gonna say you need to set dad. some boundaries. With the and set boundaries. Well, what if he's, but what if what if you you know how some people can be super irrational and you can't talk to them and difficult or whatever. Then you then don't you let don't them let around your, your child. Kids. So you tell them. you tell the grandma like you can't see your grandkids. Like you unless, can come well, visit us here. Right. I think it's I mean, I think it's a progression too. It's like talk to the grandma, see if she can get through to him and not have it be an embarrassing confrontation for some masculine guy that's going to take it the wrong way but if that doesn't work talk to him about it see if he needs to escalate further and if that doesn't work it's just all right my kids aren't going to be around them agreed and tell grandma like hey we've tried to mediate this with these two steps and that's not working so now you can only come without him if you want to see your grandkids then you're coming by yourself And I think it's really an opportunity to talk to him about your reasons why. So it's not just don't talk to my kids like that. Explain to him, like, here's the way we talk to our children. And this is why. And these are the things that we're comfortable with. And here's why. And instead of just saying, like, don't do this and don't do that, like, have an actual conversation with him of how that affects your children. He's not going to agree, but... You know, I mean, it depends on, yeah, what kind of person this is. Well, I think it's hard because I think people really don't all agree on parenting, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but there's no arguing when you say this is how we parent our kids and we don't do this. It goes back to what you were saying with like the marriage stuff and values and talking about that beforehand, because it is true. Everyone has different ways, man. And they don't agree. Right. Like, even if my brother's watching my kids. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. And he's swearing at them, cursing up a storm. Yeah. Then make sure that you yell at him in front of them and put him in his place. That's right. And snap. (laughs) All right. Thoughts on this. Okay. Do you think that people that were 40 years old in 2005 had a different outlook on life compared to us? who are 40 years old right now. I feel like they saw things differently or at the very least acted older than we do. Is 40 really the new 20? Yeah, I mean, from 2005 to now, like What was going down in 2005? There was an, like cell phones and internet was like not, and social media. cell phones, no social media. Yeah, but you were, it was like sidekicks and- I loved my sidekick. Early, early cell phone days and like, you had internet a little bit, but we were not as connected as we are today and as tethered to phones and social media and those dopamine hits. Yeah, it was better. What does that have to do with his <laughs> 40 to 20? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just think that that was a, that was a totally different time. <laughs> well, here's the thing is that there's these, uh, it, it actually kills me is there's these things going around on TikTok where they take women that are, the same age as the Golden Girls were. Oh, yeah. And they put those hairstyles on them and they look like old ladies. But they, you know, they'll do it to like Jennifer Lopez and Sandra Bullock and like all these women that look incredible. 
But I love that you're they, on TikTok and no TikTok trends. She does. I do. She sends, <laughs> like, randomly, like, late at night, I'll get this, like, really random TikTok thing from her. But, so, what 40 used to look like then absolutely looks different today. I do think 40 is the new 20 in the sense of, like, a 40-year-old woman isn't an old lady anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Considering that we're 41 and 43, I definitely agree. <laughs> it's true, though. Well, yeah. It's true. What do you think that's about? What do you attribute that to? Is that what you meant, Rob? It's because we're on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I think everyone is, like, drastically different from a cultural standpoint that is connected in the way we are today in good ways and bad ways. So I think a 40-year-old today is very different from a 40-year-old then. But I think a 30-year-old is different in a 20-year-old and a 50-year-old. Do you think it's because Botox is so much more popular? I mean, what it, you know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that it's dependent on your environment? I think as a society, we're, we're very different now than we were then. So do you think it's longevity? Do you think it's that we're living longer so that we're staying young longer? Do you think it's just specific to America? Do you think it's cultural? Do you think it's, what do you think it is? I think it's cultural. I think we're connected to each other in a much larger way than we were then. So you're also doing this comparison of other people. And I think that definitely has its negatives, but it also is pushing people to be more active and care more about their health and things like that. Um, and that there are some positives, I guess, to that. And and understanding people that they don't necessarily interact with within their bubble on a day-to-day level. Like I think that connectiveness has allowed for more empathy and a deeper understanding of people that you wouldn't otherwise know because we are so connected now. Hmm. But do you find like when you go, for me, when I go out of town or I go to different places and I meet someone that is in their 40s, I'm like, oh, they seem like they're in their 40s. Really? You're asking if this is like a regional thing? Yeah. I think city to city wise, it's probably like Chicago doesn't feel that different to me. I mean, LA Mm -mm. is, LA is kind of its own thing. Even my mom though at 80, she's 80 and i look at her and i'm like that's not what an 80 year old used to seem like to me right you also have goggles on because it's your mom no no have you met i mean yes and no yeah yeah (laughs) i I have i'm not saying i think she looks like an 80 year old i just think that that is also part of it because i feel the same way about my mom your mom is so sweet so sweet she's so cute (laughs) cutest ever she liked the episode last week I saw. She did. <laughs> what did she say? Yeah, she liked it. She's a great episode. <laughs> so cute. So Montana. cute. We love yeah, our number that's one our fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, someone r- really quick before we leave, someone did post yesterday a meme that I thought was really funny. I don't know if it's a meme, whatever. It was like, I'm 40 years old. I feel like I'm 20. But then I hang out with 20-year-olds and I'm like, oh, no, I'm 40. (laughs) (laughs) True. Right? Yep. Come to the end of the road, everybody. Can you sing the Boyz II Men song? Yeah. We belong together. (laughs) Okay, that's all I can do. Keep going. 
And you know that up. Just kidding. Keep going. Uh, how about just the We've chorus? We've never been there before. before in only offered. Uh, Rob, do you know this song? Not not based on how you're singing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe. All right. All right, guys. Next week, come on back.